That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, and uh, sitting down today with a pretty rough group of characters, been stuffing meat all day. Yeah. Um, Mr. Nick Mookie, Mr. Jonathan Schertz, and first time on the podcast, Mr. Jake. What's your last name, Jake? King. King. Just <laughs> met you. Yep. So how? You just recently moved up here, Jake. The end of August. End of August, nice. But you've been up. Nick's was telling me you've been up here and hunted quite a bit. And yeah, a caribou hunt six years ago and a bear hunt two years ago. Nice. What brought you up here? Just um, one to, couldn't stand to be anywhere else. <laughs> uh, the opportunity to shoot a lot of the other the sheep, the goats, brown bears. I couldn't afford to do that as a non-resident with yeah. the guide. Yeah. So found a job and. Took the job July 30th and was up here the end of August. You got up here quick, too. So, So there you go. All you people that are whining like, oh, I can't ever yep. do that, there is a way. If you want to prioritize it. Um, and you moved from Kansas, which is pretty much the other side of the world compared to here. It's a it's a long journey, yeah. Maybe not the other side of the world. Not but quite as far as the like other side of the world. Terrain-wise, you, know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know. I lived in Kansas for a while, and it's very different than up here. But yeah. Similar uh, uh, aspects with regards to how nice the people are. Kansas is a great place to live. Everybody seems to be super nice there. Oh, yeah. Um, and up here, too, there's just a lot of really good people. So I think you'll find some similarities there. But Yeah. Yeah, no. Happy to have you here, and it'll... Uh, Glad to be here. You probably won't ever want to move. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my friends said. You're never coming back. Yeah. Just, it grabs a hold of you kind of knew that before i got here like i knew i would love it yeah but i don't know john you did the same thing moved up here i mean what do you feel about eight ten years later what do you think ten in august yeah Yeah. um i feel good about it (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine any other way you know i've deteriorated in a lot of ways but (laughs) as he's sitting there holding the white claw (laughs) desperate times i guess No, a guy can get uh, somewhat complacent living up here with all we have to do, like kind of get blinders on, like with regards to just staying focused on what, you know, everything Alaska has, and I'm fine with that. But I do know every year, right right around now, what is today, the 2nd of November? Yeah. Yeah, I know where I'd rather be than sitting in Fairbanks right now, and that's oh, in a tree I'm stand. Getting, I'm, getting a lot of pictures. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of pictures. Yeah, um, it's, it's a rough week or two right now, but... Next next Friday. Well, that's the thing the too. Is a lot of places oh, yeah. everything's just barely get where we've been going for months. Yes. Everything's just barely getting started. There is that. Yeah, I think a lot of our you know families and stuff back in the you know east and Midwest and whatever you know now is their time of year to to have fun and shit. We're just like coming to the basically the end. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is just getting kind of started. You know, the rut, whitetail rut and everything and. Rifle mule deer and elk and stuff in the west, and yeah, people have been hunting back down there, you know, since August 15th, if they hunted antelope and, you know, archery deer and elk and stuff, but I think a lot of it's just like, their their time is now, and ours is just kind of like, John, I got one trip left, and not like, I'm ready to go, but I don't want it to be over, either, but. Yeah, that's one, I mean, it's been a few years since I went down blacktail hunting, it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It'll be especially good this year because they're kind of the primary. Like, I, you know, it's always good to go down with a brown bear tag, but, <laughs> but not going down with a brown bear tag has its benefits. <laughs> it's our first time going down without something else. Oh, like we've oh, always we, killed deer. No, we, we did the goat trip that we just hunted goats. Right. But this is our first time ever going just for deer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which, with, with goats probably on the menu as well. At yeah, some point, of course. Potentially. Of course, yeah. Well, I heard some story that you guys couldn't decide whether to go to a Fognac or Kodiak. Kind of just waiting. I think maybe, I don't know when you'll publish this, but it just depends on if the season is still Probably open. Probably early. Oh, like the elk registration yeah, season? Yeah. Um, talking to a couple of my friends down there, they're thinking it might close this week. So oh. we're not going there till Friday, which is another what, six days away. But you should hit the deer, the rut, the deer rut, like deer wise. I th- yeah, deer wise. I think it's going to be. Please tell me silly. you guys are bringing calls, right? Yeah, uh, I I like uh, a grunt call and a bleed call. I don't like that uh, that deer talk call that I would you use like in southeast. That? It's not not it's not for me. I I think that are you, are you retarded or something? No, I'm not retarded, <laughs> but I've killed enough bucks down there to know that like a grunt call works super mm. well, and the that that bleed call um, a lot of times. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but when we're seeing bucks, they're, they're either chasing a doe or it's a buck just, like, looking for something. And several that I've seen have come to rattling and to grunts super aggressively and real. they come yeah. in real close. Um, I used the bleed on Prince of Wales one time, and it worked really well, and buck, you know, came out chasing a doe, and it, you know, came right to me, but then I used the can call to get him a little, a little closer. But um, I think the grunt call works really well, too. Yeah, see, I've never tried a grunt, but that little deer talk bleat call on a fog neck, man, I called in so many deer So with I will say why it probably is good for a fog neck is that a fog neck is thicker, and so you're not seeing the deer, whereas on Kodiak, yeah, yeah. I can see a deer from three, four, six hundred yards away, whatever, yeah. and I can move in and get within 150, 200 yards or whatever, and then get closer and use that grunt call because i know he's there whereas on a fog neck it's thick yeah you're just blind calling yeah what you're doing. and i think that's why it worked on prince of wales and that's why i would use it again there too because it's it's thick and you don't know what you're calling at yeah so. i mean i and with that especially in the rut like typically outside of the rut you'll call in a lot of deer but a lot of times it'll be does especially if you use the fawn side it, absolutely like they come in aggressively like ready to kick somebody's ass but um I mean, called in does, called in does with bucks chasing them, called in bucks. Like, yeah. I mean, we'd be just kind of still hunting through the woods. And the last deer I shot with my bow was, was with my dad. We had just done a stand, and it was the it was perfect conditions because the wind's howling. So they can only hear it for a couple hundred yards. So you just walk and call, yep. and you're calling new, you're, you're new getting sets into new every stuff. Time. So yeah. we'd called in like three does on this one set walked up kind of moving through the woods and just saw a little buck about 50 60 yards up through and we just like set up real quick and a few bleats i think came running up yep. to like 15 yards there's a benefit um, to using the bleat call for sure but i also you know i've observed a lot of deer being rattled and called in and stuff in the past like you know white tails and even using like a predator call on mule yeah. deer and stuff like that and i i don't know if i can see a deer i'm probably gonna use a ground call try to ground them yeah just i think that works well when we hunted them when it was thick on um on car look it was that they were real call receptive that seemed real helpful i wouldn't even like i I would have no problems bringing none where we're thinking about going use your mouth or not even just just go for a murderous walk i mean matthew killed those the two bucks mouth bleeding them in 
like just like screaming and yelling like like a fawn dying or something like that and called in two bucks that he had seen yeah you know, like he had watching their reaction and figuring out how they're how they're, what they're going to do when he does it mm-hmm. called him right in and then that trip i actually found two shed antlers on the beach and i rattled the buck in blind just we did it was a third set so within 25 30 minutes of leaving camp third set of rattling here come a fucking buck just running right in <laughs> and and shot him and I don't think you need a call. Last year, the two I shot that I mouth I mouth grunted them both in, and shot them at six yards. Both yeah. of them, like one walked one walked right to me, mad, ready to kill me, and I shot him. <laughs> and then the other one, like watched him die and came right to me as well, and I just mouth grunted him in. Yeah, for the, for the archery too, that's a big He's help. Like, if you're yeah, planning, exactly. Yeah. I'm rifle blasting them like I am, three hundred yards, whatever. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're gonna hunt them with a rifle or whatever, that's it, absolutely unnecessary. You don't need to be yeah. doing any of that. <laughs> but if you want to get them really close, I mean, I, there's there's little tricks, and I mean, might as well call them. They they make noise. They they're they're doing it too. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> weird and the, noises too. Because well, I got I got on that that bleak call when I was a kid. My dad had. Seen something about it and ordered one with the video. I think it was was it one of the East Eastmans on that elk ink? Because I remember, I always remember my dad had that cow talk, yeah, little cow chirper, uh, and it's, pr- the it's same. Like, it's just a different rubber band, basically. It, it might be. Um, it, I don't know if it, I, I doubt it's Primos, but it might be like no, it's uh, not Hunter Primos. Specialties it's or something. A, like. a, it's Elk Ink makes them. Oh, that's who makes it. Yeah, but I thought it was one, maybe one of the Eastmans that. I don't. I don't remember. I'm just talking out of my ass. But I know I have. Um, I have one or two of them. But they, because we used them for mule deer when I was a kid, like during the archery season, and like I didn't ever kill one, but we no. we called in a bunch of deer with it, and then yeah. we'd use it coyote hunt. We used it a couple times coyote hunting, just on the fawn side, just ripping. Yep. Didn't and didn't call any coyotes in, but called the mule deer. Called in like five or six bucks at a stand. Yeah. That worked really well in Idaho too. Like, like watching, like rut. watching bucks coming out in the brush from like yep. a mile away. The basically a normal predator call that you would use for coyotes or whatever like that. It sounds just like a, a fawn yeah. if you know how to blow it. Yeah, same thing. And haven't heard some of those like fawn those yep. blacktail fawns ble- bleating. It sounds the same. But yeah, I'm jealous. It's Although, usually a lot of fun. Uh, the weather's been horrible down there, so I'm, yeah, I'm not too. I'm not like I'm not too optimistic about how enjoyable it's going to be. But I know for a fact we're gonna we're you gonna. You know just, how that goes. It could be. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. But I do know that uh, weather's not gonna. Uh, I mean, we're gonna go hunt no matter what the weather is, and it it might skew the typical deer action that we see. But I. I mean, it's still going to be fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'd I'd much rather it be nasty in the weeks prior to going than it being sunny. Yeah, and good like, point. Like, oh no, like they're due for some good weather. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's Trevor uh, down there right now? He just got back to today. I think they hunted. They hunted since last Saturday. He had the same brown bear tag that I had last year, oh. and he went uh, kind of like I don't know, really close to where I went, but like a bay over. Uh, they only saw a handful of bears, and the, and his uh, buddy Cody killed one buck. Man, but that's they tent bound pretty much yeah. every day. And well, I saw some video. Was it like the Shellikoff Lodge or whatever had water running inside? Yeah. <laughs> Cody, I kept flooding like in town and shit. So you know it's bad then. But yeah, he just couldn't catch a break on on his trip. I'm just kind of hoping that the weather switches a little bit before next week. Fuck, I mean. Whatever, even if it don't. It was terrible in the sound, too. Two, I, in, two inches of rain and 50-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. 
speak don't talk about rain and 50 mile an hour winds flashbacks (laughs) which some guy uh, a guy had emailed me um well someone had heard the podcast i did about it like ranting furiously about my rain gear failing and you wouldn't believe how popular that particular podcast is i see people talk about it all all over interesting And, and and you know some of like not to say that what happened to you didn't happen because it absolutely fucking happened. Yeah. But what people don't understand is that what happened to you with regards to that rain gear is so like it, like you needed it to work. Then. Oh yeah. Like and and that's not what it you know that you should never have to have your rain gear for that particular purpose. But it should hold up if you do need that. Right? Oh yeah. Well, so like you got people scared to use like top end Sitka rain gear, which is really funny to me because they don't understand like. It wasn't just like going for a walk in the woods or whatever when it was raining. <laughs> it no, was like no. it was like my tent is gone. I have to find a way to get the fuck out of here. And yeah. the rain gear. And is you annoyed. can only take like I'm only <laughs> able. I'm taking like little bursts of steps between gusts right. because I can't yeah. walk when yeah. when it's gusting. I'm having to like I, brace myself, being like I was just laughing. I'm like it. I can't fucking believe it's getting this like it's yep. this bad like. The hood, like, you know, I've got everything buttoned up and my hood is just so loud. It hurt my ears. So so I don't think people understand just how bad it was. And so, like, they're worried to, like, you know, take that type of rain gear on a normal hunt. It's like that happening, like that. No, I mean, that's that's like a once in, I mean, I've been sheep hunting for 15, 16 Uh, years. That's a once, once in that entire time. That's what I'm getting at. But at the same time, it's like that stuff was supposed to perform. It should. If it's, if it's going to cost 1200 fucking dollars, it better. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Like, and and that's my, my personal position is why would anyone spend that kind of money on shit? That's for a casual walk. Like I'd have been better off with a Walmart $3 poncho, you know, (laughs) like a freaking contractor bag. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but but a guy had emailed me asking about this. Is it was on some backpacking forum that something about rain gear that's they were like getting pretty technical. Like I do have an engineering degree, but like they're getting nerdy <laughs> about this stuff. And the guy had actually actually him and his son, I think, had done the calculations. It's all theoretical, like of course, perfect. You know that it would like in theory a forty-three mile an hour wind could push water through that that Gore-Tex liner. I mean, I don't know. All I know, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is it was blowing fucking hard. Probably like more than, than 42. Oh, it was, I figured like sustained 50 up yeah. to 70, 80. I mean, 40 is like, a stiff win. Absolutely. But there, there's like, there's that next step above that for it, sure. <laughs> I is like nothing. <laughs> I mean, maybe I've seen like on the peninsula where we're like camped in a hole, like you know, so we're not. But you step up and like it wants to rip you off your feet. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting, though. Forty-three miles an hour is what he was. Yeah, it's it's like a calculation of the velocity of the water, like the amount of pressure it takes to push a, a raindrop through that fabric. Probably that, and the water with the wind is sitting on that fabric. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, too. A, it's, it's a pressure. It was like, it's like getting hit with a pressure washer on that side. I'm like, it's not a coincidence that my left side, I could feel water running down my leg, and my left boot, which the entire, the way I had to walk the entire time, the wind was hitting me on my left side. Yeah. That boot filled with water <laughs> and 
I say filled with water. Like, could it be sweat? No. No, it's <laughs> no. not sweat. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like 45 degrees out. I got nothing but my underwear on. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't like hoofing it really hard. I most, half the time I was standing still trying to pick my way through rock piles. But, uh, and, yeah. you know, like it gets so, you know, your boots get so wet that you take a step and it squishes water out of them. That's not sweat. It's not sweat. Uh-huh. So, I mean, and, and was asked, oh, well, what kind of answer? I, I still to this day, oh, well, don't, the best, the only answer I've gotten is that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> like, yeah, it shouldn't have. Exactly. I don't know. I've, I've worn ultralight rain gear um, in Prince William Sound, and it's been a disaster. <laughs> so I can, I, I can, yeah. But those. That Let me move been, this a little, right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving it. Uh, lost my train of thought there. Prince William Sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh. And just ultralight rain gear, it's sort of like an ongoing joke, because I never know what to do personally. If it's raining and I have to move, I'm half tempted just to strip down, because like, I, I, so, I get so wet from yeah. my own sweat anyway, so then it's like I'm either marinating in my own funk or getting a cold shower. That's some serious funk, too. That's some funk. <laughs> yeah, George Clinton, Parliament funk. Yeah. So... No, you're you're not a good candidate for ultralight rain gear either, John. I'm, I don't think I'm a good candidate for rain gear. <laughs> <laughs> the one trip to Kodiak, we had to we moved the bags a bunch of times, and that was too much for me to deal with, I guess, because I, I left all my rain gear. It was the whole, and then the whole trip, it was blue sky and sunshine. And I told you after because I was like, I'm not even going to tell them until like <laughs> it gets bad. But John always forgets something. Yeah. Yep, no rain gear on no rain no rain gear on Kodiak. It's just. 70 in blue skies every day it was talk nice. about luck <laughs> it was nice yeah. is this yours or mine i think it's probably one of mine yeah it's still got some in it so jake just go buy some heli hansen or some grunden's neptune and be done with it <laughs> well that's you don't have to worry about it <laughs> i would i had the month of september i was coming up here to hunt southeast petersburg area with a buddy yeah before i moved up here and i had just pulled the trigger on some storm front ja- on a jacket and then I listened to your podcast, and I was like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> <laughs> there was. Did you email me about that? Because no. there was somebody, somebody who emailed me and was like, "Oh, I just bought this." And it's I'm not like, that Look, it's bad. Like it's gonna, it's, it's like, gonna work great in the majority of yeah. conditions, and you probably will never. You'll chances are you'll probably never encounter a spot yeah. that that it does circumstances that it does that. But no, you're right. It about killed me, so I'm never going to use it again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, you'd think it would just hold up a little bit better for it, like you said, what you yeah. pay for it and stuff. But, you know, if you want to stay dry, breathable rain gear is not the fucking ticket. No, it's just not. It, it, well, that's my, a, whole, that's my whole gripe is the guarantee right on the tag guaranteed to keep you dry. Well, my uh, ass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's. A, if people just and market it and be honest about what it is and what it's you know and it it would keep you dry in a normal usage of it right but if you want still, me to take a crap but, in a box and put a guarantee on it <laughs> you know it, <clears throat> it's got a guarantee on the box well you know you and i and whatever a couple of years ago did that rain gear testing in your garage with all oh, that yeah. stuff and we found i mean we found out right away like Breathable rain gear does saturate and does leak. Yeah. And what all of it did? What was there one that oh, did no. the it was actually that Cabela's zone stuff did the best for all the Gore-Tex yeah. rain gear. Of course it did. Um but 
And that was straight up like rain gear over a little bit of a, like a little Tupperware. Like di- not tied, a little. O- tied over a bucket with a with a specified amount of water. Yep, and each one dumped on top of each one. Remember that some of them didn't last like twenty <laughs> minutes, and it was all gone. You know, it's like a big table full of rain jackets with those little buckets, and like you said, roped or taped over yeah. the top with water dumped in each one, and. I mean, I remember watching it. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like some of these, are fucking, I don't know how the hell they even sell them, because oh, wow. the, like the like you said, the water would just right through it, like within minutes. We did that test with, or with, where you made Riley get in the shower out at fish camp. But that was a Copper River fleece. Yes, and, and those are fantastic, but they bleed a little at the zipper. zipper. But that's it. Though. If they would figure out that zipper, that would be some nice shit. Just make it a pullover. Yes. Yeah. That Copper River fleece stuff is pretty yeah. fucking good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so something about their liner is much more impermeable than... And the nice thing is the inside of their jackets are like like that nice brush fleece, like soft. Yeah. And so you can wear it without like a long sleeve shirt. You know, that clammy feeling you get when yeah. you wear rain gear next to your skin, which sucks. You don't have yeah. that in that Copper River. Yeah, and they make them in Cordova, so they, they It's like they the worst place to, on earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is too. <laughs> Yep. No, but yeah, that was. Uh, but yeah, their zippers. They need to figure out if they figured out their zipper and they could make that where it was uh, like just a really high end waterproof zipper because it's not right now. Um, that stuff would be pretty pretty legit, and it would. You would think they'd have like help. a nice storm flap that there's, you could and, button it up with. Yep, there's not. Um, I've but got that'd be an easy fix too. Super easy. Yep. From what I've seen, it's better. It's honestly like that. That soft shell jacket is better than the ultralight rain gear. You wear oh. yours a lot. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've worn... been in some nasty like bear stance. It's yeah. coastal where it was just dumped an in, in inch on us, and yeah. like the zipper bled, but it the... got heavy. That's the problem; it gets heavy. Yeah, but it also dries out quick too. Like the inside doesn't seem to get as wet, from mm-hmm. my experience. Like the you know on the breathable rain gear, once it's wet and saturated, the whole thing is wet. You're fucked. You're, yeah. And you have to dry it all out. Whereas that Copper River fleece, it's almost like there's two layers, and it doesn't get through the first layer to soak the fleece portion it might yeah. be cold when you put it back on but it's not wet yeah I, that's just kind of what i you know using the the one and getting it nice and wet but i don't know it's nice I'd, stuff have you ever used one the copper river stuff yeah no i haven't yet yeah it's pretty nice no, it, i mean you guys it, talked about it for a few years like it sounds like really good <clears throat> they're proud of it it's actually you know what it's about reasonably priced for like a truly what they're made right there in Cordova. Hey, what, what is it, like a two hundred bucks for their nice jacket with the trim and everything? <laughs> Freaking that's yeah. a, well, what's that sickest stormfront jacket like five six hundred dollars? Yeah. yeah, and I bet I mean, they I bet they're not that far off in weight either. That's <laughs> oh, another funny thing. Yeah, that, yep. Well, Grundon's Neptune is not that far. Is the not that much heavier than the sickest right. stormfront? Like. You know, I've talked about before, I think some of those companies could do, like, a company could do really good with improving the cut of some of those, like, non-breathable yeah, rain gear. Yeah, they're not the most form-fitting or, and I, truly, I don't even like form-fitting stuff. That was a bad choice of words. They're, they're just not the most comfortable. I don't want to show, I don't want to show, reveal my form. Well, you much. know what I mean? Like, I, no, I don't <laughs> like that, that I, I need some room to move my arms oh, and, yeah. you know, and torso and, and stuff. And if you like, got I don't shit want, on underneath. Yeah, of course. Like, I want to, you know, I want to be able to put a rain jacket over the top and feel comfortable. And a lot of the, uh, you know, high end, higher end stuff is, is, is like, it's like tight, athletic 
fit or whatever. And the Grundens and the Heli Hansen is totally opposite, but it's yeah. almost like too far. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you can't anyway. beat it, though. It's nice shit. No, it's yeah, it's, cheap it's, and, it's good stuff. Well, you wear it out just like anything else. Like, yeah. after you use it hard for a while, it'll start getting little chinks in the that PVC coating, but you can afford to replace it after yeah. a couple of years. Man, what a whole top and bottom set for, what, 150 bucks or something like that? I mean, Less than 200 I yeah. want to say. You know, that like, that's reasonable to me. Like, yep. And it, it'll certainly last if you, if you're hunting a week or two a year or whatever, and you wear it in the spring when it's raining. Or I mean, you could really get yeah. three or four years. Well, out of a guy set. can buy a couple sets and use. You know, like I have one set that I'd like for running in the boat. Like yeah, in the summertime, it just stays in my boat box, and yep. you can beat it up, tear it up a little bit, and then I have a set that you know all for less than yeah what you would pay for a one high end set. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm trying to move move on from that chapter of my life, but obviously it's not working great. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's actually been quite a, We were talking the other day. It's been a freaking long time since we actually got to catch up and do a podcast. I think the last one we did was talking about sheep, so we've done a lot since then. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Moose. We did a moose. We all went moose hunting, and then goats. You went to Africa. John hunted goats, too shit we had a lot of fun yeah <laughs> you uh did you get to do any hunting this fall jake or you're you're still working on hammering out your residency i spent a week in southeast uh i had a deer tag my buddy oh, had a moose right. tag petersburg how'd that go yeah uh we got a moose the last morning uh double double brow time legal bull nice yeah yeah nice yeah my moose season was what well, i mean it it was great. I got a bull. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That my brother. And your son was there. Yeah, my son was there. He got to see some stuff. He got to see my brother-in-law shoot that one with a bow. Yep. And they fucking. Then that. we ran to the house, yeah. got the four wheeler and some snacks, and I had bo- I was watching both the kids, and we uh, brought it back and got out there and got them fed, and they helped us cut the. Cut that and haul that moose out. Sadie so. was there too. Yeah, Sadie. Was oh, there. nice. Yeah, she's like That's awesome. Year and a half old. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them some snacks and something like to sit on. They did. She did good actually. One of those pictures I have of her when we we're, you know, strapped a bunch of quarters to the wheeler and hauling them back to the truck. She's sitting on there. She she's like total total mean mugging, but <laughs> she was actually having fun. She still talks about that. Like every every time she's like cut moose. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sure that was fun. I'll go to the store, and she like she knows all the animals and stuff. It's yeah, she's into it. Both them kids are pretty bloodthirsty, yeah. but they uh, yeah. So that one, and then Jed came down with me. I finally, I was gonna go out go out on the river if if I didn't get one around town. I'd been chasing that, well, chasing. I'd been trying to get this bull one night. It's just a power line cut that's like in a little bit of state land. Went down there, calling, calling, and seen a cow and then i left my binos in the truck like i'm out there calling with my bow like what do i need binos for well yeah. <laughs> you know 15 minutes before it got dark i see another moose pop out and i pick up my range finder and it's 400 yards he's 400 yards up the power line cut and i'm like yep that's pretty good bull for around town like Heck yeah 45 ish you know yeah. and like raking and grunting at him zero response like doesn't care didn't even look 
So I or so I like just hauled ass up the cut to see if I could get close to him, and he spotted me and spooked. And then so I'm like, all right, well I'll go back there the next night. Was it two nights in a row I saw him, or just? I think you saw him the one night, right? And then the next night or was did a I cow. S- did I see him two nights? No, I saw him two nights in a row. And the same, he came out in the same exact spot two nights in a row. So after this, I'm like, all right, well I'll figure you, you know. Yeah, I'm smarter than you. I can figure this out. <laughs> so I went up, and I didn't do any call, or I did a little bit of calling, like where I had been, hiked up, and just like I brought a little stool and like just sat right there where he had been coming out. And uh, about thirty minutes, you know, twenty thirty minutes before dark, I can hear I can hear him coming, like walking through the woods. I'm like, oh, you're fucking dead. Like I got gotcha. you, <laughs> and. You know, it's like how hearing a big grizzly bear come in, like the heart starts pumping. And then I see a nose stick out behind a tree about 20 yards away and head sticks out. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a cow. And then it steps out. And then another, I'm like, oh, he's right behind her, you know, but it's a cow and a calf. Yep. And they stood there 20 yards away for about 15 minutes and then <laughs> wandered off and he didn't show. So I sat there three nights and he never he never showed, so... I kind of gave up on that and then went down to the farm on the fifth, the 15th when it closed. And that last morning saw it actually had been light for half an hour or an hour and seen this little bull way down in the corner. So we grabbed Jed. I, Jed was taking a nap. <laughs> you know, this is like the leisurely moose hunting and woke him up and grabbed the old 338 Lapua and marched down the marched down the road, came out and right across the field from him is like 500 yards and dialed her up and John cut off all his hair. Yeah, what in the fuck? It's the first time today we've seen John without a hat. And he shaved his head. Wow. They just don't make shampoo. I'm going for the Bruce Willis. What the fuck? Fuck. They just don't what do make... you mean? What the fuck? Jesus yeah. Murphy. Huh. Well, I didn't right. have very much before, anyways. I had a couple of clown patches. No wonder you've been wearing that purple Carhartt hat. It's going to be a long winter for the purple Carhartt hat. <laughs> <laughs> the first year I met him, he had a purple Carhartt hat, and we went sledding, and uh, we came back, and he didn't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you anyway, found the bowl? Yeah. yeah. Plugged him. <laughs> Sorry, I was just mesmerized here. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's all right. It wasn't that exciting. I see John every day, and I, this is like this is the, like next level shit right here. Anyhow, we'll take a picture. And John has shaved his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, put that on the put that on the advertisement. For the... Anyway, it wasn't that exciting of a story. <laughs> but uh, ruined it. We oh, uh, yeah, shot the moose. Took the bobcat over, forked him. It's perfect. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's that's the way to ha- that's the way to handle moose. I am with you on that. There, it's a lot of work otherwise. Yeah. So you you know, and I think you were you still out. You were still out at that time. I think. What day did you shoot right? it on? The fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I think we finally we got a bowl on the 14th is yeah. when we shut our bowl because it was then, pretty slow out there for you guys you guys are calling and calling and calling just yeah. a lot of wolves and shit huh 
Actually, we only seen two wolves, and this year they're both all the singles. You know, this oh, one yeah. came through, and then I don't know, four or five days later, another one came through. But we, oh, I, I would say, if you were looking at the results of our hunt, it was an uh, incredible hunt. Oh yeah, they're like one of those like you know once in a lifetime for um, Zach that came up and hunted with me or whatever. Like there, you couldn't you couldn't top what what we did. Like theoretically, you know, another bull would have been great, but. Um, to go out there but you know we did hunt um the entire season so i think we were out there 15 days total and it was really slow uh we saw saw one cow and then a couple days later we saw a cow and a calf and then a couple grizzly bears and he shot a really nice one i mean um well you're selling that one a little short because i'm getting these texts like yeah, I woke up last night, grizzly bear throwing a fit right outside the oh, tent. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, okay, so, yeah, uh, the first night went to bed, no problem, whatever, next, you know, um, our the, the little camp that we have, I you know, I don't know how other people do it, but I'm calling from camp. I'm not, I'm not moving and walking two miles one way and two yeah. miles the other way. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay right there because if I am calling from there, which you should be anyhow – and then I move a mile or whatever it is, and I'm just calling from screw there. Things up. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just like, you know, I, I don't know if it's the best way to do it, but it's just the way that, you know, it, it kind of worked the year prior, and we should have had a bowl. And then this year, too, we just stuck with the system and just sat there, and we called, you know, within 100 yards of camp every time we called. So we never really left, and, it you know, it gets boring. But <laughs> the second night I wake up, and I can hear a grizzly bear breathing within feet of my head, you know, yeah. and we're just in a single wall little you know, teepee basically. And I, you know, and it's a, it's white. It's so it's clear and I can look through and I can see the fucking bear standing, you know, <laughs> like three or four feet away. Like, Hey, you know, he was just breathing and the wind was right for him to come into there, meaning like he couldn't smell us. So mm-hmm. the wind was at his back and he was probably just doing what he was doing anyhow. So anyhow, after a little bit, he, he wandered off. And then the next night it happened again, but it happened in the other side of the tent. Like Zach didn't care the first night cause it was right next to me. <laughs> he went right back to bed. I'm like, you motherfucker. And then the next night it happened on his side of the tent. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just, you can deal with it tonight. You know, like this will be your thing. Um, and then we didn't have any more issues after that. Um, saw a few few other bears. And then I think it would have been the sixth or seventh night. We were glassing for moose and, you know, right from camp or whatever. And we're just a really nice bear stepped out. And um, maybe like an hour and a half later, he was dead. Zach shot him and... Um, Really, really nice interior grizzly bear. It didn't have a big skull, 23, uh, 23 and something in skull, but he was. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a good size skull. I think in that, yeah, Boone, that's Boone and Crockett, I think, or is it 24? 23's uh, awards, and oh, gotcha. then I think 24 is all time. I could have that wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 23 and 24, or 23 and 25, one or the other. But neither here nor there was 9 4 claw to claw and like 8 foot 11 nose to tail. So it's like big bear, yeah. Yeah, it was an incredible bear. And the cool thing about that bear is we didn't had any meat for a while. We were just eating mountain house and stuff. And um, he had, I don't know, four inches of fat, like the entire back strap mm. and his entire hams and everything. Tons of fat. So we cut all that off and the meat underneath, it looked good, smelled good. So we cut out a back strap, like maybe like a 12-inch chunk. And we took it back to camp and we cooked it up or whatever and <laughs> woke up in the morning. And after we got done moose calling, we walked right back down to that carcass and grabbed the other back strap, the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah, we ate it and it was incredible. It was really, really good. Nice. I was kind of impressed. Um, 
you know, most of the grizzly bears we shoot here in the interior in the spring or whatever. I mean, yeah, I've never. They, they, they stink. Well, the meat stinks. And this bear didn't stink. That was yeah. what was amazing. Well, that's kind of your, kicker, yeah. like black, like a, a nice spring black bear. Or, right. I'd imagine, you know, like berry black bear that, don't stink. He, he came down off of a hillside and went straight to the berries. This, like creek bottom is just chock full of berries. And yeah. that's what he was eating when we killed him. And so I would assume he'd been doing the same thing for a while. And I think I saw him the night before, like maybe a mile away, you could glass and there was uh, two bears out in this flat, and there was one that just kept chasing this other one around, like mm-hmm. you know, running them off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the same one. It was, looked like a big one over there and whatever. But he, when he came down off the hillside, it took us like 30 minutes for him to get close because, you know, there's some brush and stuff, and I wanted to make sure that, and so did Zach, he wanted to make sure that, you know, when you, when you shoot him with a rifle the first shot, you better have a, a clear shot on the second one. Yeah. So, like, while he could have shot him at 250 or 300 yards, what were the chances of getting an offhand shot or you know, like a quick yeah. rush, like another bullet in him? So we just waited and let him see what he did, and finally he got to 130 yards and he winded us. And uh, I thought the gig was up or whatever, and um, I heard I heard Zach say, "No, it's not." And Bear turned and he just started hammering him, he just started shooting yeah. him and broke him down, killed him. And it, it was it, I've never seen a bear shot with a rifle, and it was really fun to watch because. <laughs> They can soak up some lead like you wouldn't believe, and especially once they become aware that you're there. He knew we were there because he he just you you know he had that look in his face and he started to turn like I shouldn't be here. Yeah. And as soon as he turned, Zach just started shooting. It was it was really cool to watch, and I'm just really happy it was a big bear too. Yeah. And so watch another grizzly chase a caribou all morning back and forth. One like this. When we landed, there was a, I would guess, like 370, 380 bull caribou mm-hmm. on the creek bottom. And we didn't have caribou takes. We just had to sit and watch him. He didn't leave for two days. He stayed in the same spot, hmm. like within 20, 30 yards. Just, I don't know if he was so exhausted or what it was, but this grizzly bear came up the creek bottom, chased him one way. And then we thought we were going to get a shot at the bear, and he disappears. And then he comes back chasing the caribou. He did that three or four times. Pretty fun to watch, but uh, I don't know if he ended up killing him or not, but we never saw that bear again. And uh, it was just, uh, I've never seen a caribou stand in one spot for two or three days like that. seems pretty unusual. (laughs) They're different out there than the the ones we're used to hunting anyways. We were running them off. The airplane was buzzing to clear the strip, and there was two bulls that stayed there for, I think, I think two days. Yeah, and like right in front of right in front of the camp. There, super weird. Um, all the other ones we saw were kind of moving. I mean, none of them hung around like that. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a caribou like where you wake up and he's in the same spot he was last night, and then he stays in the same general area all day. It's kind of kind of strange. But yeah, so we kept calling and calling and calling, and um, it would have been yeah, fourteenth or fifteenth of September. So we'd already been there. I don't know, probably close to ten days, and had. Through two or three days left, and we're I was giving Zach shit. He was uh, fleshing his grizzly bear hide. We made it a flesh and beam and everything. Yeah. He's just taking care of it, nice and slow and whatever. And I had just let out a call. Call it was like seven o'clock, and I walk down next to the campfire, and I'm looking, you know, at what he's doing, and turn around and walk back up. And you know, you get complacent after a while. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, just go here, go there. You're not really looking. Yeah. And I look up, and there's a bull standing right at us, like staring at us, like 300 yards away, staring right at camp, right, right from where I just called. Yeah. I, so I hit the deck, <laughs> and Zach's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Get your gun, <laughs> sneak up here and shoot this thing." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, there's a bull right there, man. He's he's coming right in." So I let out another another little cow call, and he just started running right to us. 
And uh, you could have shot him at probably 200 yards or whatever, 100. When it got a little closer, I'm like, let him keep coming. Like, closer to the strip, the better. Yeah. (laughs) We ended up killing him, I don't know, 100 yards from where the plane picked us up. Nice. Dropped him there. Zach was elated. He had. It looked like a pretty good spot to work on him, too. Oh, what was really cool is like all around him was like water, like not knee high water, but you know, mid calf for sure. Enough to make it uncomfortable. And yeah. Right where he died was just like this nice little high spot. So it worked out really well. I think you killed him in like almost the same spot I got mine, didn't you? Like right. We shot him right from the where we get water. Yeah, that's that's I shot mine from yeah. the exact same spot. It's like spot. The, the first shot he shot up up top, like where you call, right? That little you know that little yeah. knoll. Shot him from there, and then um, moose kind of ran back towards us like angling towards us towards the tree line and he didn't have a clear shot i'm like run down there and go like, kill him you yeah. know like don't don't look at me You're like run to kill him <laughs> so he ran down to the water and he shot him two or three more times and all the bullet holes were like were, were within i don't know like six inches of each other like yeah. perfect shooting didn't ruin any meat it was all through the ribs lungs whatever and he died right there and took care of him and um you know we only had a hundred yard pack and we built a little meat pole to put on the strip so we carried over there hung it all up tarped it and whatever and then we hunted for i think two or three more days after that hoping for another bull and it's never sunny but it's just a low density spot and yeah it is you know you guys you you know i i like it i think it's cool it's a cool spot there's just you're not going to go there and see 50 moose or no 20 i mean you might but chances are you're going to I haven't seen a small moose there yet either, though. As far as bulls go, I haven't. I haven't no, seen I any. probably killed the smallest. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen one like that. But I've. I, I mean, I think I got twenty-eight days out there now. <laughs> I don't know. It's a cool spot. There's nobody else there. It's nice. I mean, you well, see you a guys, lot of animals. You guys have seen big bulls every time <clears throat> you've been out there. Yeah, I was all getting ready to give you shit about. Oh, well, how much it cost you to. It's but five forty miles pretty know. affordable, man. Yeah, it's not expensive. It's like two. It's grand. just getting getting. Yeah, I mean, so the it's, waiting list or whatever, right? And I, they are certainly, um, in my opinion, the the most um, organized flight service that I've ever flown with. Well, there's something down. to be said for that too. Not, not saying yeah. the other ones I fly with on a yearly basis are not, but they have their shit in a pile. It is it is a pleasure to work with them, and what's really really cool is like when you, you when you call the book you book your day that you're flying out on, mm-hmm. and then when you get there you tell them what day you want to come in on. So like when we got there, like we told them we want to fly it, fly back to town on the last day of the season. Yeah. Well, everybody else that wants to come out early or whatever, if your if your scheduled date is X date, and you get to the middle strip, like the shuttle strip or whatever, you know, where they fly everybody with Cubs to a 206 strip or whatever to get you back to town. Yeah. We flew in there. There was 15 people waiting that all came out early. And we got there after them, and we were the first ones to leave to go back to town. Because that's what your schedule Because that was our, our day. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All those other guys, they, they wanted to get picked up early. They already tagged out or whatever, but they had to wait for the people that were scheduled for that day. No, that makes sense to me, yeah. I like that yeah, a lot. Absolutely, they're not going to, yeah. Yeah. Professional. I just think that they, the way that the way they do it and they, they keep the prices reasonable um, where, you know, a resident can afford that. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not out of the... Oh, well, 2000 bucks is not... It's it, not for, move, for flying out of moose is not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, I think last time we, when we were flying up to the brooks out of town and 
I mean, even at the time, it was comparable flying out of Happy Valley or anywhere else. It yeah. was like forty five hundred bucks per flight. Yeah, that's you know, so two guys per flight. That's nine grand. Over, yeah, over two. No, mm. that's total. So like, it's Got it. over two thousand bucks per person. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, it, it ain't cheap. Like that's and that's a long flight too. Shit. Yeah, it is a long flight. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like just over two grand for a moose hunt, and then if you kill one, it's a thousand bucks to oh, get it out of the field. Gotcha. So if you don't kill one, whatever. But if you do, I mean, it is extra flying, and it's a lot of flying. So like, I'm on board with that. Yeah. You know, I get it. Um, but what's really funny is the, you know, the other places around that area. I mean, shit. He raised. I think he raises moose prices this next year to like. Uh, 65 or 7500 for one person and then for a drop you, yeah the neighbor did there Dang. and and then if uh if you kill one i think it's 1500 on top of that too so that, uh, I mean, 10 grand shit. into the moose hunt it's look for, i mean it's getting to be about that I, yeah. I guess that for non-res that's that's fairly common but yeah but Sheesh. man uh, it's hard to find an affordable fly out there are a few options you know trevor does a pretty affordable one down there by him and they had a hell of a fucking time this year they saw lots yeah. of bulls like way more than <laughs> than i've ever seen on a moose hunt that's for damn sure uh, and they keep it affordable too so you know it definitely props to the um the transporters out there that like understand that you know a lot of residents want to hunt too yeah and it, Normal residents not paying ten grand to file no, for a no moose way. hunt. Hell no! I I mean, I wouldn't even do it once. I don't think. No, like, I don't oh, think so. If they promise me an epic moose hunt, it's not worth ten grand to me. No, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's that a for lot of other sheep hunt for me. Like. No, no I, I don't think that I would do any fly out drop off like on your own hunt where it cost me ten grand to get there. Not happening. <sighs> I I mean, think about all our stuff you could do with ten. No, grand you could do state, four hunts yeah. for that, five hunts for that, six yeah. hunts for that. You know, tag is different. I'm talking like services to get me to where it is. No, what? Come on, <laughs> that's a yeah. lot though. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think a lot of people don't realize the 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 expense that goes into running that. But there is that. That does. There's, you know, and uh, and so like I'm I, I generally try to like withhold my judgment on some of the prices that I see because there's a lot of unseen expenses that those pe- guys have to uh, endure. Yeah. But ten grand for a flat moose, you know, from the cons- from the the hunter's perspective, yeah, re- you know, hardly any residents are going to be able to or want to pay that. I sympathize with him with regards to what you just said and, and like all the expensive involves of owning an airplane and owning a business and all that stuff. Absolutely. And that's probably why they charge that because then they don't have to take the volume. They can take three or four groups that are dedicated and they, that's what they want to do. And then yeah. they're not overwhelmed either. Yeah. So, so there's a, yeah, there's, there's a give and take for sure. It's just not for me. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's that's me all either. I'm saying. It's just, it's too much, man. You no, know, we live in a state where effort, I mean, you know, 30 bucks in gas and a ton of effort, you can just go get you one. Yeah, it does work that way, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe a little more than Maybe 30. a little more than 30 <laughs> bucks, but all right, yeah. I mean, like, that goat hunt that you got, I just did, that was, I think it was 110 bucks in gas and some boot leather and yeah. a $5 draw tag or whatever. And well, that was another thing, too, because I... Uh, I I hadn't heard any of the details on the on deets that. on that. <laughs> I don't know. Was I in Africa when you yeah. when you killed that goat? Yeah, you were sending me photos, was, and I was like, "Oh, here's this one." Because <laughs> you, uh, 
Because well, that's your fir- the first archery goat, basically, right? Because that other one you killed, and he went and dove in a yeah. dove in a hole that you couldn't get him out of. That's right. So I went back to the same spot, and I killed the the one I killed this year was really close to where I shot that one. Yeah, it was pretty cool. In fact, I shot him in the exact spot that John and I camped. Like like he was standing where our tent was the huh. two years prior. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was fun. Um, just well, didn't you, you said you something about tracking him? Yeah, I found some goats the night prior, uh, drove through a blizzard from Fairbanks down to uh, pick up a buddy in Delta, and then we headed south, and uh, my buddy in Delta had never, he had goat hunted once before on Kodiak, but they had really shit weather, so he wasn't, uh, you know, I asked him if he had goat hunted before, and he said, yeah, I said, hey, you want to go for a walk? You know, I'm just going for two days. In fact, I invited Jake first, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't get off of work, or I, I forget what, what happened. Or I'd whatever. already squeaked a week out of, that I didn't have, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so, I was so gonna, they weren't letting me take any more. I was going to take Jake just so he could, you know, be a part of it, and I didn't, I didn't, I have high hopes, but I knew we were going to see some goats. Yeah. And, um, so I took a, another friend of mine from Delta and we went down and drove through a blizzard all night, left, no, all morning, left early in the morning, all, you know, dark driving down and got down there and we just spent the whole day just looking for goats and we found some and, uh, went to bed that night, woke up early in the morning, <clears throat> hiked up and it had just snowed the night before. And in the morning I didn't even try to relocate any of the ones I found. I'm just like, we're just going to climb up time out john you know you wouldn't need a fucking blankie if you wore pants right <laughs> all right continue <laughs> found these goats found the, found the goats uh the night before and we woke up in the morning and didn't even try to relocate them or whatever i just figured they were going to be up there and we get you know like two days to hunt which isn't a lot but um climbed up whatever started walking along and then I didn't even bring a spotting scope. I just took my binos and um, took me a little bit, but I found one that mm-hmm. that was in a vi- very close to where he was the night before. He was up a little bit higher in the snow, probably 800 feet above where the snow line would be. So mm-hmm. um, anywhere from zero inches of snow to where he was, there was probably, I don't know, a foot, give or take. So we're trudging along like three, eight inches of snow and brand new, fresh. I mean, absolutely pristine, like just happened and um, sun shining and everything and walking along and i see fresh goat tracks like crossing from the north going south and south means they're going down i'm like all right dude what do i do now i'm like do we go after the goat that i can see like know exactly where he is or do we follow these fresh tracks and i walked away from the tracks and started after the other one i got like i don't know 30 or 40 yards i'm like this ain't smart (laughs) like these are fresh like he's gonna like we'll just you know whatever so just decided like i'll just take our time and follow these and they're headed down the mountain and i'm familiar with where he was headed i took my pack off put all whites on um put my bow in my hand instead of in my pack and everything like that and and we basically just started following him and um went through some alders and stuff and he kind of threw me for a loop because when he went through some alders all the snow on the others were still there, you know, like, and he went through some... Oh, it was, like, wasn't like it was freshly disturbed. Yeah, and it kind of was just like, shit, what, like, are these not as fresh as I think they are? Because you'd think the snow would be off the alders, because when I'm walking through them, the snow is falling off. Obviously, a goat's wider than I am and longer, and, you know, I would have... Shorter. Yeah, so probably disturbing more than than I, I would. But anyhow, so when I saw that, I was like, shit, so I fucking dropped my pack and put my bow back on it just because it was a bitch getting through the the brush and stuff and 
got through the brush and then he came up over this little little like cliff or whatever and I, you know before that i was thinking you know i can follow him anywhere until he gets into some goat country that i just can't like walk through or whatever yeah. and so he came up over this little, little side and i saw his tracks you know go back to the east and kind of skirt this rocky ship but i saw where they came out so i just dropped down and i found caught, caught up with them mm-hmm. again instead of going through these rocks and stuff and we get up there and go through another little patch of alders and i pop up over the top and we're right where john and i camped um in 2017 and so that that was where I was right trying to get to it. Uh huh. Yeah. I pop up over there, and I can I can see his tracks going down from where you, like you walked up to get water, and where we like you know camped. Yeah. I can see his tracks going straight down, and then I see his tracks go right and left. And I pull up my binos. I'm looking right and left to see like which ones they like which ones yeah, did yeah. he go on. And uh, right when I did that, he popped up behind a spruce tree, walking like right along the edge from the east, headed to the west, like. 40 yards away i'm like nice. oh shit <laughs> and so my bow's on my backpack but i am wearing whites so i just dropped down and i just showed him like my right side of my my white like arm and stuff yeah. and my face is out of view and everything and i um just kind of slipped off my pack and at this point i'm just like man i gotta do this quick so i slipped off my pack grab my bow knock an arrow pop up range him doesn't even care you know he's just standing there 41 yards and he's kind of quartering away and i draw back and settle my pin and right when i pulled the or squeezed the trigger or whatever he like turned the face straight away and the arrow just sailed right by his head oh <laughs> like you know like it would it would have hit him in the body perfectly quartering away but when he turned you know it just went right by yep. his body and his head i'm like shit so i knock another arrow and he still doesn't really care i'm in all white and John's breathing like Sasquatch over here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, do we hear that? He still didn't care and uh, <laughs> just started walking uh, broadside or whatever. And I just whistled at him and he stopped and I, you know, shot him behind the shoulder. And so I thought I made a good shot, whatever. Arrow basically where I wanted. And uh, Mark's still not even here yet. So all this is happening. My buddy hasn't caught up with me oh. yet. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck, I just shot a goat. You know, that that was quick. You know, it's like 1 o'clock. And we left the the road at like 8. Nice. Know, like not long at all. And uh, he comes through the alders where I'm like, dude, I just shot a goat. He's like, what? You know, he's like, what What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like it was right here and this would happen or whatever. I'm like, oh, let's wait here for a few minutes. So we wait a little bit and I walk down there. I'm like, you stay here. I walk down a little bit. I peek around the rock and he's standing there and he's like, all hunched up and everything, 20 yards away. So he's only 60 yards away from me the entire time, but he was just yeah. out of sight. He didn't run far. Huh. I'm like, how in the hell? So, Like, how's he still standing? Exactly. So knock another arrow, put another one in his chest. I'm like, geez. So he runs a little bit and beds down. So I only got I only brought five arrows with me, and four of them were fixed blades, and one's a mechanical. And I yeah. brought a mechanical just in case I saw a bear or something that I wanted to shoot. And um, so I missed one, shot him twice. I got one arrow left. Yeah. Oh, I got one fixed blade left. Yeah. And uh, so I I walk up and you know he he gets up out of his bed and he he's starting to look like down the mountain or whatever, like down into some brush and. Um, there's a little branch in between me and him, so I move around, skirt around, fucking shoot him again, right in the chest again. This time he runs up like 30, 40 yards, so I'm just trumming along the side of the mountain trying to get close to him again. Grab my one arrow left, it's a mechanical, <laughs> uh, and uh, he stood up out of his bed, and I um, shot him again, and that mechanical hit, I don't know if it hit a, it did, it hit a rib square on, and uh 
virtually zero penetration. Yeah. The arrow, the end of the arrow looked like a Q-tip just with all the balled up fur and stuff when it, yeah. when he pulled away from it. I'm like, fuck. So I have no arrows left, nothing at all, but I know he's going to die. So he beds down and I, I'm sat there 15 feet away from him, you know, basically helpless, you know, like. It's what? incredible how tough those goats are. Like and that's the pe- one thing that. Yeah. And people keep saying that and everything. And I, you're right. They're tough as hell. They're, but if, if, you know, when I took apart the animal, like I, I clipped the back of the lung on one shot and I missed it low and I missed it oh. high on two others, you know, but eventually after 15, 20 minutes of him sitting there, he kind of got up like he wanted to get away and I could tell like he was losing his back legs and he just like rolled over backwards, you know, swan dived off the, you know, 30 feet down, whatever, into yeah. smolders. I'm like, all right, finally you're dead. I'm like, cool, man. So I walk back, get my backpack, come back and uh, get to where um, where all this happened. There's blood all over the ground. I'm still wearing whites and here comes this black bear just running straight down the mountain. You know, I, I see him at like 60 yards and before I know it, he's like 20. Grab my my handgun out of my pocket. Well, I, was gonna, I, I was gonna ask you, did you have your I pistol? Had a, I had a Glock, so but I didn't have my backpack on when I was chasing yeah. the goat, so I didn't have anything to shoot him with. Yeah, back uh, pistol was on my backpack, so I went and got my backpack and everything to go take care of the goat or whatever. And here comes this black bird just hauling ass down the hill. I'm wearing white. There's blood all over the ground. There's a goat laying here. I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I was really hoping I had that other broadhead at this point because I would have yeah. loved to have shot him. He's a nice bear. I mean, six foot bear, or whatever. Cool, would have been great. But I just bust off two rounds like right in front of his face, ten fifteen feet away. He stopped and like got all alert and turned around and just same way you came from went right back. I'm like, all right, okay, this this will be all right. <laughs> and Mark is still not. He didn't see me shoot. You know, we went back and yeah, he was yeah. waiting in my pack and, you know, we walked back and of course my adrenaline's pumped. So I'm like, I'm trying to get back. I want to go find the, I want to go, you know, put my hands on this goat. Yeah. And uh, so I, this all happened. He walk, pops around this rock behind me. I'm like, did you just see that? He's like, no, what happened? He's like, I heard you shooting. I'm like, fuck, Black Bear just came running down the mountain, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you missed everything, man. You didn't see me shoot the goat. You missed the Black Bear, everything. And we walk up on the goat, you know, he's. He fell down the mountain or whatever, just a little bit, took care of him. And he kind of fell in a hellhole, but it was cool. We were back to the truck before, or not before dark, at dark, though. So just a one-day little deal. Action-packed day. It was fun, man. I, I like that hunt a lot. That's one of my favorite ones. And I don't care how many people put in for it because there's already too many. <laughs> yeah. The first yeah. year we put in for it, I think there was like 600 applicants. And now there's like, I think this year there was 1,400 this fourteen fifteen hundred. Well, that's the same one that I got my big exactly. Billy on, yep. Yeah, which I didn't really at the time realize like how nice of a Billy it was. He didn't quite break fifty, but he's right there. He's like forty seven. Not only how nice something. of a Billy it is, but like you don't have to fly either. No, you, you don't. Yeah. And you went to a cool spot, yeah. and I thought about going there. No, too, I went to a horribly shitty. Well, spot. I you went to it a was, cool. It was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. Got a nice goat, but it was a <laughs> shitty spot. It was miserable. <laughs> You went to a, a cool spot to hunt goats, yeah. though. I mean, that's typical goat country is that bullshit. And yeah, hor- horrible. Well, I didn't have to do it. I didn't have to sleep on a glacier. I didn't have to fucking do any of that that stuff on this one. It was uh, it was it was nice to finally get one with the bow. Heck yeah, yeah. What about you, John? Oh yeah. Did you do anything this fall? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already like Good we, we heard this, heard about the sheep stuff. Yeah, we did. Which we, that video still is hilarious. 
Oh, what I the, was showing the cheap those, tip of the day. I was showing some of those pHs that it, when I was over in Africa. I thought that was good shit. <laughs> that was good. Although now, I still scold you for not for being a pussy, and you guys for being a pussies and not carrying your cape out. <laughs> I carried my cape out. You did. It's sitting in my house still. Yes, it's sir. done. Yep, but no, I I worked for um, basically got done sheep hunting, um, and uh, went. Went on a couple successful sheep hunts. I didn't get one though. Um, I missed a really nice ram, really nice ram, at four hundred with Nick, and then uh, um, got one with Jimmy, and I lost the coin toss on that, and he killed that real big cranker, and uh, and then yeah, Nick got that real nice one. But then after that, I went to work, um, unexpected transport job. That was from September all the way through October, and did a goat hunt um, last week that ended less than desirably. Yeah. So, Yep, yep. Well, no, that's a lot of goat hunts. I yeah, think. yeah. You know, it was it was interesting too because it was like it was such a nice day and we had just gotten started and we're you know not even two hours into the hunt and and a big Billy presented himself and kind of talked about it and it looked like we could get to him. Um, there was a real nice slide. It didn't look that bad, honestly, where he was. So I killed him and yeah, yeah. unrecovered. So um, we we tried for a while and um, in crampons and then just had to abort it wasn't it wasn't good so yeah it's no critters worth risking your life and that's the tough thing about like i, I mean, mean I, i'm not speaking this like because i'm not that experienced I've killed a few goats but like go it's not you're not joking when you say that a big challenge of goat hunting is finding one you can kill and recover yeah and a lot of times you don't know like it's just your best guess that like all right i think if i shoot him he's gonna go because they almost always fall. They're like yep. a sack of freaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had this one fallen, actually, the day would have been much better. Oh, he um, didn't fall. Though. No. Because they almost always will yeah, move I, and I, fall. Yeah. Yeah. I shot him and he kind of jumped up on his back legs and stood up for a minute and then tipped over on his back. So it was just over. Yeah. Right where he was. And then and then uh, we're like, all right, sweet. Then the slide, we thought we could easy get up. We couldn't. It was a vert um, cliff that was. Ah. And then we tried kind of scrambling up and around the glacier, but just it was no dice. So away she goes. Um, major bummer, and it, you know accounts for one point five there. So that's um, not great, but it does happen. You shoot enough of them, it'll happen. You know, if I could go back in time, I'd say I wouldn't do it, but I probably would because it looked like it was well, good. So I mean, that's what you do. Like in the situation, you make the best. Yeah, the best call you can make with the information you're given, and I mean a lot of that country, you just can't see you can some i mean sometimes you think you there's no way you'd be able to recover them or whatever and yeah you can and some way there's sometimes you think it'd be easy and they just do something you don't expect like you don't expect a goat to just flop over and no you don't expect it i mean and we we've hunted them in different spots every single year which has been great because like it's kind of um getting a knowledge base that's so much better as a result of doing that but you know stuff like that happens too when you're hunting yeah. a brand new area it's just but it was easy, really really easy walking spot too it was pretty funny and then it basically was a big chute that took you up to the top and then we didn't get even to where the billy our target billy was because we saw another real nice one that's yeah one i shot but but yeah it was gnarly yeah that's a bummer yep way she goes but hopefully the redemption will be uh will be will be kodiak um that's always a good time so oh yeah. yeah well i'm sure you'll 
I'm sure you'll at least have plenty of chances to redeem yourself down there. Yeah, hopefully. Seems anyways. like there's been been a lot of nice bucks. It's been, I mean, the winter's been pretty good the past couple of years, I think. So, been seeing pictures of a lot of good bucks anyway. Heck yeah! And, and regardless to what we do for chasing elk or whatever, it'll be a good time. So, feeding dogs over here. <laughs> What about you, Jake? What's uh, you got any plans for this winter, or pretty much starting with next year? Have you milked all you can out of your new job? I am uh, flying out the Wednesday of Thanksgiving week, back yeah. down to try for deer for three days. Oh, nice! So it's my last little ditch of the day of vacation I've got so yeah. far. So, no, that'll be fun, man. <clears throat> it seems like blacktails—you hit it right. It can be just incredible amount of action. We were when we hunted them that week. I was down there. We could call in all the does you'd ever want to see. Yeah, into the big muskegs up high, not real high, but up off the beach. Yeah, but never found anything with any antlers. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving—that's was always my favorite time to be down on a fognac hunting deer. So, yeah, that'll be. I'm excited to see see how you do there. Never hunted them that late, but I got to believe it just gets better and better. They've got to come down lower right well that's what i thought too when i went to prince of wales for the first time and yeah i went there in november and we were cutting deer tracks as high as you could climb and as low as you could go too and it was kind of it was difficult but um i mean we were just kind of limited to the road system and walking um we didn't really have access to a boat or anything where we could like cover a lot of ground at prime time um i think if i could do it differently that's how i'd do it like that you know but yeah, well, I mean, a fognac, it was, it just seems like if you didn't have heavy snow to concentrate them, they're just dispersed everywhere. Yeah. Like, you'd find some down low, you find some on, like, they like, seem to like it on top of the ridges, you know, so you got yeah. a bit of bushwhacking to get on top of the ridges and run those, and you'd bump into them here and there, kind of scattered all together, and it wasn't until you got some, like, pretty significant snow to drive them drive them down and really like concentrate them at least there on a fog knack that's what right. what did it was heavy snow i just like that late october early november type of just they're just super ruddy and curious and, and basically dumb yeah and if you can see one and you can cut it off and and kind of fool them one way or the other depending like i like to wear brown and light colors and stuff so it kind of you know resemble a deer or a flash of white or whatever yeah. i mean they get really curious you just That's get a paint a couple white patches on your brown shirt. Like this <laughs> like, year, I'm going to wear uh, the same flannel I wore last year with uh, like a, uh, a brown, you know, basically like this underneath it or whatever. Yeah. And then I bought a white handkerchief that I'm going to tie around my neck and tuck it in my shirt. And <clears throat> oh yeah. I just want to get them close, man. It's fun. Like, and then you, you can get... shoot them at 40 yards, that's fine, or 200 or whatever, but, man, it's really cool when they're like 10. Oh, man. <laughs> you can see their eyes, and they, they don't even and, know what's happening. And that was all incredible. That was incredible on the uh, – when you get, like, the perfect storm of, like, nice low tides and heavy snows, and you just get up in the morning, you know it's going to be a murder fest. <laughs> yeah. You go out there and, like, something switches off in their brain when they get pushed down to the beach like jump off the boat like you shoot one you know you're trying to be sneaky oh yeah get off on a rock 100 yards away and blast one if you're rifle hunting and then you cruise in on there on the bow and jump off the boat and they're all just like get out of the way for you to walk <laughs> yep. to your dead one you know it's pretty incredible 
Yeah, some guy shot some guy shot a deer on the beach. I think I went on just a quick day trip after the goat hunt. Corking them is that? That's what. <laughs> that's the official term for shooting them on the beach. Is corking them. Corking them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, yeah, you I can find them down low. I mean, at pretty much any time, right? But later it gets the likelihood of that happening is going on i don't know the the experience that i have is just keep on climbing always. i love it though always man. You just I, keep on climbing and, yeah and, i kind of like hunting them in that that upper like you know that shit up top where it's uh, it's like that i don't know and you could do that in november and you can do it in august for sure do it in august because that's where they're going to be but in november they could still be up there too yeah it's snow ain't pushing them down but, yeah fun fun yeah. Well, it doesn't really doesn't really have much to do with Alaska, but I had a freaking hell of a time in Africa. I like the photos, man. A couple of, uh, like you know, it's not high on my priority list, but I'm glad you went. You got to you you. I mean, you were apprehensive initially about it. Well, and yeah. I'm like, well, when, when I got the invitation, because go, it's it was a media <laughs> trip, which you know, like all these come, you know, happens it was all the time. North America, like you know. Oh, the way we're, I don't know. Well, just like magazine writers, media people, whatever. These companies will like book trips with for different hunts. Like that's what my whitetail hunt in Alberta was. Right. And invite, you know, several like, whether it's writers or content producers or whatever to come. And they'll pay for this trip for you to come. And that's how like a lot of, a lot of people get their content. I mean, if you live in... <laughs> Not sure. Alaska. <laughs> exactly. Your opportunities each year are c- kind of limited. I mean, yeah. that's why you moved up here. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people like to get the con. So these people, like, they have their pride. They, you know, want you to use their rifle and they bring that stuff or yep. their ammo. This was Norma. Like, Norma sponsored this trip. And anyway, I got, like, through third hand because everybody else couldn't do it. Like, got invited to go on this trip to South Africa. And I'd spent like an entire day deciding whether or not I wanted to go. Yeah, you texted me right away. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. Like, it's free. Go. <laughs> and so, well. yeah, you, were, you, you, you didn't even care about the hunting. You were worried about the flight. I'm like, man, just fucking <laughs> drink a beer, take a couple of melatonin and fucking crash, man. You sleep the whole flight. <laughs> yeah. And so, you didn't have to travel with guns either. No, I didn't have which to travel made, with guns. That made things way easier. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I fit, you know, ultimately decided I'd be stupid not to take the opportunity. Like, oh, yeah. And I'm the same way. Like, it was not, Africa wasn't even really on my radar. Like, you know, you hear about it, and I certainly didn't have any any issue with people hunting Africa. But it's like, oh, I got plenty to do here. And, like, prioritizing something like that just wasn't... <laughs> Wasn't on the docket, so to speak. And for most people, it's not. No, especially us that live up here. I mean, there. Like, I mean, we got plenty to do, like almost year round. Yeah, you can find something, something cool to do. And then, I mean, if you get bored for some reason, you can go down to. Excuse me, I'd get that burp. Yeah, out. most people just you can go, go to down the, to the states and, and do all sort of stuff too. But uh, so yeah. yeah, I was a little apprehensive. I mean. And it was funny that our shooting editor, John Snow, is like, he's the one that contacted me about it. And then he's telling me, you know, because I think he maybe he could tell I was a little apprehensive or whatever. He's like, oh, you know, you just got to, you know, it's old, it's different. He's like, it's like nothing, no hunting you, you've ever done, you know. Like, sure. 
you get pampered a little bit and then you know you just gotta you know practice shooting off sticks and sometimes you got to make stuff i was like i i'm not worried about the hunting part <laughs> i'm like i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be a lonely white boy in the middle of nowhere <laughs> a long ways from home yeah. which is well i'm glad like, you i'm glad you got over that and you figured i mean you made oh, yeah. you made a decision pretty quick but i don't think it took much convincing you knew that you were probably going to go and um yeah but i mean even up till up till like the time it left it was like I had a hard time getting excited about it. I was more like, ah, the friggin' flight's going to suck. I hope the trip's worth it, you know, because it was like, literally, it was almost traveling for as many days. I was, there for, there. I was there for five days and flying for almost four. It took me 48 hours to get there yep. and like 38 or 40 hours to get back. Yeah, sucks, and man. And so I was just like, <laughs> man, I hope it's not lame. And, and it wasn't like... That was some of the, like, one of the funnest trips I've had in a long time. Yeah. It reminded me, it reminded me basically of, like, the days, like, hunting on a fog knack turned prime time, but land cruisers instead of boats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you got a pocket full of tags, a lot of ammo, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it, w- it was just nuts. You know, I mean, in, like, our, like, package they bought for us was pretty it, it wasn't extravagant we could get like one we could pick from one trophy animal like you know we had it was zebra gims buck um kudu wildebeest blue wildebeest or like red hartebeest yep and we could pick one of those we could kill like a trophy blessed buck and a cull blessed buck which the females which they have horns too sure and then and i didn't know any of this like i learned yeah. a ton and like a cull impala and uh springbuck or ostrich then so i'm going into all this like not like how how can you not have fun when you get to go shoot stuff obviously <laughs> yeah. so like the bars the bars set it's going to be fun but man it was it was a freaking hoot we uh i was chomping at the bit as soon as like you know we got got there and drove was about an hour and a half drive from port elizabeth it was uh think the well the birchels is the family that that runs it frontier safaris like the birchel game reserve okay. and it's it's a fenced place like yeah. everywhere down there yeah. but it's like seventy five thousand acres and i wouldn't i figured it would probably be fenced i wasn't sure like, seventy five thousand acres is still more than 75 square miles oh it's it was huge place it's, like I, mean, I i wasn't sure like going into it i wasn't sure how what's that pushing like 95 square miles or something like that 640 to a square mile so fuck yeah that's a big sp- i mean it would take like i wasn't sure going into it like all right what yeah what's it's a big this gonna area. be like but it like the fence didn't even come into play no. like you know you see it driving around and stuff but it was way more it was way more piecemeal than what i kind of expected it's not like Ah, one of these texas ranches that's like 12 foot barbed wire like pristine (laughs) you know like like it was fenced but i half the time it looked like yeah more to keep poachers and people that shouldn't be messing around on their out there and how you know then the guy was i was asking i was like well this doesn't look like that impressive of a fence and he's like well yeah like the kudu and elan and impulse like a lot of those critters can jump it if they want to did you see any elan Oh, lots of them, like over a hundred, probably. One that you shoot one. Well, if you got the money, I got the yeah. time type of deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. But uh, no, it, and that was 
like that was half the fun of the whole trip was seeing all sort of cool stuff like from the little cabin they have it's kind of that whole camp's on the edge of this cliff overlooking you know valley and just kind of rolling hills up to these big ridges and i mean you can see for a few miles and just the first night got out the glass and saw like eight different animals that i had no idea what they were <laughs> or half of them were and I'm you like, were saying that the guys you were with just pick could pick shit out like nobody's Oh, business. it was amazing, man. Like, not, like without binos, you know, the, the the guy I was with, who's awesome dude, uh, Scott Birchall, it's his family that, that runs the place. He, uh, yeah, he's pretty fortunate. Like, he's like, tw- I think he's 23. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so a young guy, but, man, just driving along, like, I'm like, oh, was that some animal out there? He's like, that's four elan and three bushbuck, and uh, <laughs> I mean stuff like that. Like, could pick up just because he he's was basically been born and it. grew up there his yeah. entire life for sure. You know, it's it's like you know we go up and like look at a band, you know, see some sheep. It's like, no, nope, those like <laughs> no, those are ewes or yeah, or picking out caribou or mule deer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you get used to the surrounding but there's so much it's impressive because there's so much variety like i've never seen that much game that high of a game density anywhere yeah the country like remind reminded me where i grew up in southern colorado like some of the photos looked like that yeah foothills rolling instead of like pinions and stuff it's like acacia and whatever short trees they got but a lot of sagebrush yep on it was incredible that you could just walk anywhere. Africa is a beautiful place. After man. after getting used to here, like you can walk <laughs> anywhere. Like everywhere's dirt. Like none of yeah. these like muskeg and and tundra and tussocks and shit like that. <laughs> and I mean, there's areas like in we drew like we drive around a lot and then get to glassing points and glass and plant stocks and sometimes we just walk through areas where you're getting to peek into a lot of different little valleys like that was cool about that area there's a lot of topography like a lot of hides some animals a lot of terrain and work and glass and look for them yeah and, and like some that. of the stuff like you'd sneak up you could get away with more than you could get away with like with sheep i think because so much is going on around them all the time yeah but once you get like inside you start to get to like rifle range stuff starts getting pretty spooky i mean the stuff gets hunted hard i bet all the time and uh so it was fun. I mean, it, and it's funny. People always like to knock, like how easy it is. And it, it like, I wouldn't say it was easy difficulty wise. It wasn't like hunting sheep. Like no, it's, it doesn't require physical. It doesn't require the amount of effort per, per animal. Yeah. Like we're used to up here a lot of times, but it was fucking fun. Like, <laughs> but also like if you, if you're, uh, if you're not on your game and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to struggle. Right. And I saw. You got to be able to shoot quick. You got to be able to shoot accurately. Saw a little bit of that. Yeah. You gotta, like, you got to do everything that we do up here, but you you got to do it, I guess, um, over and over again because you're not just shooting one animal. You're you might shoot two or not in one time or whatever, but you got to do oh, it day after day after sometimes. day. Yeah. You know. No, and it's uh, I don't know. It was just a cool experience, like totally new. So like. Right. I just rode up front with, with Scott, the PH, the whole time and asked him a million questions and got to see all sort of cool animals. And uh, I'd kind of, I guess, started. I was chomping at the bit to get going. The first night, I was like, well, we're going to go sight in or we're going to go, like, 
shoot check our rifles right now right because it was bergara bergara was the rifle sponsor and like it was optics like they all kind of conglomerated to did you use any new stuff or was it all um uh, i don't even remember the model of the scope it was it worked great but it was all fucked up because their elevation is backwards their elevation is clockwise to elevate Instead of like American scopes, like a loophole or night force or anything, you do count lefty loosey. Yeah, you sure do, don't you? I didn't yeah. Know. <laughs> okay. And everything's in mils and meters. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just go with meters because, but you have yards stuck in your head. So sometimes it's like, you know, 500 meters is more than 500 yards. Yep. So anyway, yeah, the first, then they're like, no, we're, we're going to like have some talk, you know, everyone get together and talk about the products and it was like norm the main deal was norma this bond strike bullet that they came out with this year which it's it's a good bonded bullet with a high bc like i mean nothing super crazy about it for all of them yeah that's what i used and you know they had all bergara brought the rifles and they had all sort of different models laying around and i don't know i'm pretty easy to please like as long as a rifle shoots good and i have a chance to verify it before i go go out hunting i'm fine so I just picked what everyone else kind of had dibs. I just picked what was left and went to the range the next morning. And they, they wanted to do, which is, is fair. Like, they actually shot soap blocks. Not I think ballistic jelly, you have to make it, and then it melts too quick. I mean, it's hotter than shit yeah. compared for me. But, uh, <laughs> Probably melting. <laughs> so they did, you know, did a little presentation talk showing, like, how the, the wound cavities in these, they had a couple different bullets, but the bond strike was the main one. And... uh the rifles were like most of them were three hundred eights. There was a couple three hundreds, and I had a three hundred eight. And but they had a nice like range, bent shooting range set up with out to eight hundred meters yep. steel every hundred. And so check the zero at a hundred, and then di- check your your dial Dials. ups out to eight hundred. Did that, and then went out the first night. And uh, how'd you shoot then compared to the people from the other countries and stuff? I don't, this, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. Like, people were shooting fine on the range, it seemed like. I didn't notice anybody that was struggling. There was a lot of Europeans. Um, there was another guy, Andy Husek, I think his name is. I hadn't met him before, but he he was there. He's the only other American, him and, and, and the guy with him. Um, but, I don't know, the range went well. And then that afternoon, we went out, and I went with one of the guys from Norma, came in our truck, and, yeah, just kind of dry we got up high on the on the ridge and glass like found a few herds of blessed buck and i'm like all right we're pacing ourselves. we're gonna start yeah. with a couple culls and and go out and they're in these like rolling hills i mean like two 200 foot like valleys and ridges and poking around it didn't take long i mean the first found a herd of them and and it takes them getting used to like you know sticking right behind the ph and yeah shooting sticks and Set up, it's like, all right, shoot that one, and shot it, and uh, this female, bless buck, and I knew I hit it a little low, the, the sticks we had were these ones that they have a rear and a front support, Yep. but it, like, rocks, because it only has, they come down to one point that yep. touches the ground. And but it so, holds the front and the back of the yeah, rifle. Yeah, which is really nice. So, all you know, as, soon as, you, as long as you move the rifle and get your, your left and right lined up, and this, they'd be good for moose hunting, too, like in tall grass or whatever. Sure. Then you just it rocks up and down. You gotta. Whereas the other, you know, like a, a bipod or a, it's not a bipod, but a, a single stick or whatever, you gotta adjust it. And for, you don't have your rear, and you don't have your rear support 
Yeah. Like rear supports, big instability. But so I was like, I, I squeezed it off and I knew I was a little low. And that was another thing is they said, you know, like most of this stuff, you got to shoot farther forward, like shoot them right in the shoulder because their, their lungs are farther forward than yep. North American stuff. So it's like, ah, you know, windage looked good, but I knew I shot a little low and she had run like 15 yards and stopped. And I was like, oh, do you want me to shoot her again? He's like, no, I can see the blood pumping out. But stood there and stood there and stood there and then finally took off running. And then we went down there and she just made it out of sight and died. But I was like, man, I couldn't believe how long it took. How long whatever. it took. And you're not talking about a big critter, like some, about the size of a prong. So when you say you shot it low, you're talking behind the shoulder and low, like where the no, heart, like, heart shot right would be? No, like right on the back of the shoulder. Like I hit it in the heart, I think. I mean, yeah, it looked pretty, like there was blood every, it was a bloodbath. Yeah. I saw the photo. You had to do some cleaning up a little bit. Kick some like. dirt on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it was funny because, like, when she took off, I see two small things behind it. And I hadn't really noticed Scott's dogs before. Like, but as soon as they heard that shot, man, they're. One right, right down to her. Like, and they were chasing her. And we get down there. They're just loving life. Just oh, got, got a hold of her. But, uh, and she had died at that point. Anyway, so get that and uh, get back in the truck and get up to the next class and spot. And and the, the guy from Norma shot a female Impala in a male bless buck that night. And then, yeah, I went back to camp. And I'm like, how? Like, we got four more days of hunting. How is this going to last? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to pace myself. How was, uh, like, the food and Oh, the food stuff? was, the food was amazing. To- I was... Uh, I was pretty, I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. Like, I'm a pretty, pretty simple white yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, some places have more ethnic food than. Sure. Like, and I, I'm not saying I don't like spicy stuff or like variety, but it was very meat and potatoes. Like, did you get to steak eat? Did and, you get to eat? Like, uh, yeah, we had, you, like a little bit of what everything you Pretty shot? much, pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, and stuff we didn't shoot too, like. You know, the roasts and steaks like bush buck, impala, water buck, nice. like zebra, it, I ostrich. think that'd be fun to that. I mean, that it was alone. cool. Just like, oh, we're eating, somebody else shot this, we're, you know, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, it was very cool. Did you eat any of the zebra? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the one I shot, but we did have some it's zebra. It was horse, really. I mean, I'm sure it tastes just like horse, and oddly enough, horse isn't that bad. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of places that just yeah. eat horses. It's not bad. But, uh. John eats horse cock <laughs> every day yeah i haven't had any horse cock today though, so i'm gonna have to leave pretty soon <laughs> but uh no that was good the food was great um the bread they made was really good too like some of it was like fry bread oh yeah and then oh, some yeah. of it was baked but it was super dense did they give you silverware yes when i was in africa i had to eat all my meals without silverware it was pretty funny. Oh really? Well, you're, yeah. talk, you're talking Africa on a like, different kind talk, of business, like, right? Did you wipe your ass with your left hand <laughs> and eat with the right? Or? I, I don't. Uh, no, we. Uh, I only shit in the hotel when no, I was there. You ate and wiped your ass with your right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But all the food we ate, like you just ate with your hands. There was no utensils. They threw it on a plate. No, yeah. this is like. Yeah. No, I know. I, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> naturally but uh so yeah that was like the first day that was like the first whole day there and then uh 
the second day I had all the plans in the world to pace myself, but within like two hours of leaving or an hour and a half hour of leaving in the morning, I had shot a female Impala and my blessed buck Graham going, how the hell this I like we took shot three animals going, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. You know, I went back for lunch and, uh, and each one, I mean, each one of them was cool. Like a lot of them, we'd kind of poke over a ridge and there'd be stuff or we'd spot stuff feeding circle around, poke over a ridge and, and, and I'm sure your, your pH, like he's there every day, so he knows exactly he knows what's going to happen. He's well, like, he knows the areas, stuff likes to hang out. He knows well, the patterns. He probably kind of knows, like, if you see him doing this in the morning, they're probably going to, yeah. you know, that, and that, that, I mean, for that, that'd be a really cool job to get to know all those animals on a place like that. And oh, be yeah. Like, you know what? I know exactly what they're going to do, and we're going to go take advantage oh, of it yeah. right now. Well, and in <laughs> fact, like the area, like I'd been talking to him, you know, about bow hunting and heat and, he he has a long bow and recurve like he likes to shoot that stuff too and uh i'd been talking to him about bow hunting and the area where we ended up the first night where the the north guy from norma shot his blessed buck i was like man this would be perfect for stock like just still hunting and stalking through with a bow yeah like <laughs> you got dry quiet ground like sandy ground to walk on brush thick enough that you can like always find a bush to get behind, but you could see 50, 75 yards if you have to, like it was really cool. I mean, it would, it would obviously would take more time. Yeah. It would just take more time. You could That's do it. it though. Of course. Um, so anyway, yeah, we get back the next morning, whack some stuff, go back for lunch. And I just, they had these, you know, like rock mud, like Adobe kind of cabins, I just put my rifle in the room, walking back over to have lunch, and Scott's like, Tyler, grab your rifle. Do you want to shoot some baboons? I'm like, yeah, what kind of question is that? <laughs> and our baboons, like, they were told us, like, the baboons were free and jackals were free. And uh, that's a whole other thing because like, everybody, like, even guys, like, random people in the airport that I was talking to there were like, like anybody that had been around, like, farm kids or anything, just freaking hate baboons. Yeah, yeah. Like nasty, like disease carrying. They're they're really rough. Like they said that that's they figure that's why there's not much many guinea. They didn't have many guinea fowl. There's some, but they said the baboons are really rough on their eggs, and they didn't have in that spot. They didn't have very many leopards, and that's what mainly kills them. So there's just baboons everywhere. And then baboons kill leopards. No, leopards kill baboons. Ah, okay. And then in the off season, they get into all sort of trouble and break stuff and anyway so yeah i grabbed my rifle went back oh they're right down there and there's had this kind of balcony off out of the dining hall like belly crawled out to the edge of it and it was like first one was like 275 yards and sacked that one and missed a couple on the run going and then a few minutes i just left my rifle in there and a few minutes later no i brought my rifle back a few minutes later we saw another one so i go get my rifle again (laughs) bring it back lay it down and this one's like four nine four hundred ninety yards or so boom whack you know and at this point everyone's back from lunch so all the phs are like watching watching whack you know and it and they killed that one and then 490 that's a long shot that's a, that's a little, yeah it was good a shooting dude i had a sandbag a baboon <laughs> well those the females are not very big like Jeez. 30 pounds maybe and then, so, like, another five minutes, you were sitting there, like, 
getting ready to eat dinner and or lunch and one of the PHs, oh look at that one. And the, the one guy had been saying he's like, I can hear a male like roaring down there. And then he's like, Oh, there he is and crawl out there and this thing's sitting on a termite mound eight hundred fourteen yards. <laughs> no a fucking break. Which well every we're we're going to meters, the binos are set in meters, so we range he's like, All right, that bush that's about you know, 40, 50 yards in front of him, 700 meters. And he's on like the, the very crest of this ridge. You can see there's like topography behind him, but he's on the crest of this ridge sitting on top of a termite mound. Like, oh, that's a big one, you know. And so I'm like, like 750, you know. And like I am running out of room on my dial. Like my dial didn't have room to go to 800 meters. Yeah. So I... Psh, 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 crank her up and i'm like ah wind's blowing left to right and I'm like i don't know if i got the elevation so i just held at his head level about three feet into the wind you aimed three feet off i of just him? held about three feet into to his left in the wind he's just sitting there and you know, all right squeeze her off Oof. and i just recovered to see him like flinch like see his butt flinch as he jumped like jerk as he jumped off and ran away and i'm like i think i hit him like I thought I hit him in the hip or something and and Scott my peach like yeah, I think he, I think you might have hit him like he saw that are you aim, too. I mean where where are you aiming typically like chest right in the like, chest yeah yeah, yeah. same and yeah. but I'm like really at that far is just kind of a guess and most animals no I don't like to just sling lead at the, but it's like they're looked at worse than coyotes you know it's like yeah. you know we need to get rid of them we don't care okay I can live with that. <laughs> uh, let me you be know. your hate me all you want. Yeah, let me be your. I'll, I'll send some lead out there. And uh, anyway, so he runs off. We ate lunch, took a nap. We went out there, we, and then we went out there, picked up the first, you know, picked up the second one, got to the first one, then the tr- you know, we got the truck around up on top of that one, get to that termite mound. And you could see where he'd like scrape jumping off and we start walking. I thought I meant, I was like, I was like, uh, it looked like I kind of hit him, but who knows? I who mean, knows? shit, you don't know. So we're walking about, walked about 10 yards and Scott's like, oh, there's blood, which that's another thing. Those guys, I mean, they're used to looking for that color contrast on that environment. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, it's not, like it's us, probably not red. It's just dirty, uh, like darker colored it's sand. Like, it's like us seeing blood on, like blood looks different on our kind of foliage yeah a lot of times so i didn't pick it up as quick as they you know obviously but like oh there's blood and i'm like i'll be damned i actually hit that thing and it goes and it just like drops off almost a cliff behind there like 15 yards 20 yards behind where that termite mound was walks over there he's like oh there he is and they're dead shot right through the chest 814 meters yards seven seven hundred forty meters so 814 yards that's lucky. a hell of a shot. This is the luckiest wind call I ever made in my life, man. <laughs> did you hit him? Uh, did you hit him on the far right side of the chest, right in the middle? What? No, he was turned with his left shoulder towards me. Like, so was your three feet way. call like almost too much, too little? No, or it was just perfect. Right? I mean, it hit him right. You know, like right just down from where the shoulder yeah. joint is, right through the middle, right through the chest, and out the other side. So he was not facing you when you shot him? No, he was facing to the left. No shit. Yeah, he's sitting on that <laughs> so you even had a ne- you even had oh my god. Think about that. If he was facing your chest, you'd have had another probably 8 inches, I would say probably, to work yeah. with. Probably, yeah. I mean, it wasn't 
wasn't a very big target. Think I mean. about a human standing not broadside, like facing you know sideways yeah. or whatever. No, I mean, it was <laughs> a fair wow. bit of That's luck involved. Talking a couple inches, man, really. Well, and I, it's not like you could even make a really great wind call as it was because the way that the way that building was, and we're on this porch, the the wind kind of swirls around right there, so it's just like all right. Kind of looking at the mirage, I know it's blowing left to right. Yeah, you know, not having a ton of practice with this, it's like, all right, well, we'll give her, give her three feet of windage, shot, and it man. worked. Eight hundred fourteen yeah. yards at a—that's nuts. Yeah, but it was a wicked. It was a big old baboon, man. The teeth <laughs> on that thing were like these canines were like two and a half inches long. Are you gonna get those skulls? Get that skull. The female, yeah. the feet, not the feet, and save the females. They just look like, yeah. Regular teeth, (laughs) kind of buck tooth, but the male has like some, the males have the wicked canines. Nice. Which it was interesting. I had never heard before. Like they they said that obviously like in more rural areas, areas where they're not shot at every time they come in contact with people. Like they said they have the reputation of like taking babies and little kids and killing them. No shit. So I don't know if that makes you. Like baboons a little less. I don't care. Um, if you can, <laughs> if they're compared to a coyote over there, I mean, coyotes. Oh, no, I mean, they're like worse than a coyote. Yeah, but, probably uh, way smarter too. Way smarter, very smart. Like most of the, I miss, and I, I say this like I sh- slept three baboons like that. I missed several baboons like during the course of the trip. We're yeah. all, all running at like four or five hundred yards. I mean, got close enough to. Yeah scare them pretty good <laughs> um they're like yeah they're like yep we don't care running standing any range send you know send some lead out there but uh well, they probably wreak havoc on all the animals that they're really trying to yeah to, i guess they're pretty they're very predatory and they'll get like when a lot of the antelope are dropping calves and um they're eating like, meat and stuff too oh yeah man. they'll eat they're carnivore like om- omnivorous yeah, i would assume but both. they eat a lot of bugs a lot of bird eggs um, a lot of, you know, like anything they can get a hold of, they'll eat. And then they like, they climb all over stuff and tear up the thatch roofs. And anyway, so yeah. I'm not trying to justify it to myself cause I don't care. Like, I want to hear about the zebra because when you send me the photo, I mean, that, that thing looks, it looks really big. And on top of that, the shot looks like perfect. It's like, it was actually a little far back. It was far back. However, it looks like you just shot it one time. I shot it twice. Did shoot it twice? Where's um, the second shot? Well, the it was that, that that shot that you see is the second shot. The first shot, it was a little low. Like, it would have killed it, but it was in the shoulder. Okay. And But it was quartering away. Got, so, uh, um, anyway, but, but the rest, the, forward. real quick, the rest of that first day, after we picked up the baboons, we went, and I was like, all right, I'm going to let the other guy just sh- shoot him and, uh, <laughs> So we uh, we got up on top, like walked, parked, and then walked up to the top of this cliff, you know, about 40 yards in front of the trucks and glass, and there's all sort of cool stuff running around. And um, the guy, I think he he didn't adjust his elevation turret right and hit this ostrich in the foot at like 300 yards. Oh, I forgot about the ostrich. So the yeah. ostrich is running. <laughs> and he ends up running out of ammo, and Scott tells me, Tyler, go grab your rifle, shoot that thing okay <laughs> so i grab it and, and by the time i get run back over there and lay down on a rock on the edge of this cliff um i range out in front of him at like uh, 
what was it, 750 meters or so, dialed about what I think that's going to be. And the thing actually stopped right there, held, I held like, I don't know, probably foot and a half into the wind off his body, squeezed it off, and I'll be damned if that thing didn't hit the ground. <laughs> no shit. Oh, wow. It was uh, 854 yards or something like that, 765 meters. Go 308. <laughs> Flop the, yeah, 308. Yeah, go. <laughs> Flop that thing. I was like, and I, I immediately, I got up, I was like, that still counts as yours. <laughs> Just like half joking. And then Scott's like, shoot that other one. That's like, you know, 550 or 600. I missed like something, ha- like I didn't adjust my elevation correctly when I brought down or something. I shot right over its back the first shot and then adjusted down and you know, flopped the first one, but this one I shot three times. It's just like, you could hear the bullet hitting him. And he's like, damn, you know, put another one. So 800 yards, 850 something yards. It was nuts. Couldn't believe it, man. And it was like almost to the edge of where like it was going to turn into shit show. And we're going to be chasing around a wounded ostrich all day. (laughs) (laughs) So I was feeling pretty good about myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was all the end up happened that day. Oh, that morning he, I, and I think the reason he was shooting was a little off cause he was super hung over, but he, he missed happen. a zebra that morning. <laughs> anyway, so next day, next day, I think we changed, uh, that evening I told him I wanted to shoot a male Impala, a cull Impala ram if they we found one and yeah. we actually i'll be down and that was like a good spot on scott's yep, part because yep, we're driving back it's getting dark and all of a sudden you're like you know there's impala up there slams on the brakes up oh, that one has four inches busted off his left horn i'm like you can see that shit <laughs> and so you know we made a quick stock and ended up getting him like he was the one in the herd that was right through this after a short stock like he was the one that was standing right where you could shoot and shot him and then the next day, because that morning we'd got a Gims buck and a blessed buck for another guy that like switched places in our truck. Then the next morning we we're trying to get my zebra because I I'd either wanted a zebra or a Gims buck. Okay. And yeah, and I I'd go back and forth. I mean, on you that. don't like the Oryx so much. No, but. I I think they're cool, uh, especially if they're super mature and they got fat bases. Like the I mean, some of those those Oryx and yeah. Gims buck or whatever you want to call them, depending on where you live and whatever, but. Yeah, they're they are stunning and they're, they're cool beautiful animals. But man, a fucking zebra! So uh, to me, like I would take the zebra any day over the yeah the orcs. And anyway, I was like, all right, I've already seen a Gims buck killed. Like, like so, I want to go. Yeah, I'll kill a zebra. We can look for zebra. Yeah, because I guess a few other people wanted. Gims Luckily, buck that too. zebra attacked the dog too. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had actually we went to a different spot, and it's actually I had been I had the very first night for a couple nights I'd seen a couple bunches of zebra from my cabin a couple miles out that way. So we went that way and we're putzing along and sure like in the cruiser like crest over the edge. Sure, there's freaking like six zebras standing there like 100 yards in front of the truck it's like shit so we stop and like <laughs> sun's coming up and they're like you like all the dust in there from them getting nervous and stirring up then we just like sat there and let them move off if we can calm down for a few minutes and we got out and just like followed them and we ended up getting like 50 yards from them and 
set up the sticks, but it was only like a one, like an immature one, young one was the only one that gave us any kind of shot. And uh, then they spooked hard and followed him for a while, and they got up and saw him like a mile away. Okay. Running, like they okay. were toast. So we got back in, and the night before we had seen another group of them at the base of the mountain, like in a different spot. So we took a trail up top. And are how, how many the, are in a group? Like how many? Seen? These are pretty small groups, like four, six, eight. Oh, you wow. know, not the big herds. Okay, but uh, they really and like. And they're all kind of spread out. Like you might see the same thing. Like yeah, yeah. And they and they have their like areas that they like to hang out. They like to hang out on that like real steep ridge line. No shit. Yeah, up in the steep country. So we got we got up ways most of the way up this mountain. They got out and climbed up to the top of this peak to peek over into this whole other basin. We kind of circled around like you'd be looking for sheep or goats uh-huh. or something down below you. Circled around, got back to this two-track. Right when we got back to this two-track, the tracker brought the truck up. And uh, as soon as he brought the truck up, they come spilling out. We had walked right above them and couldn't see them. Wow. And so my next question would be, like, did you did you glass any with your binos? Like, were they hard to see? Were they blend in? You know they, what I mean? Like, they, At least where they were at, they stuck out pretty good. Did they? Okay. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so these zebras pop out, and I'm, like, trying to get ready to trying to get ready to get shoot, and it just wasn't happening. Like, they were spooked, and you could kind of see they were they were coming up out of that valley over over a peak and then, and then going to be spilling down to the next one. So we're thinking, all right, let's just let them calm down, get over the top of that, and hopefully we can run up there and get over the top and have a shot at them. And, uh, so anyway, by the time we got up to the top, they were, they were still moving, but they were just walking up the next one. And I mean, it was like, yeah, at that point they were like three fifty, three hundred seventy five yards and pretty good, pretty good poke. But I found a, uh, I mean, there's a big rock there that I could lay down on and I'm like, all right, if I can get a good rest on this rock, like I'll let them have it. And so I get down, he's like, he's like calling out the one to shoot and it had stopped quartering away pretty hard, which those zebras broadside, they say, you know, how their stripes make this triangle, uh-huh. like aimed at the point of the triangle right on their shoulder, basically. So we're like it to like 400 meters and, uh, like 500 and some yards. Yeah. Or 440 five, four, okay, four, okay. or so. It had a pretty good like quartering wind from the left not a full value but like a quartering yep so i'm I'm like that like i'll hold right on the shoulder and it should hit right behind the shoulder and it didn't it hit right right where you're aiming right where i was aiming shit and so broke that shoulder and and he dropped or it came out didn't drop it turned and ran up a little ways then stopped and another one was like halfway in front and on the video you can like the full you know you can hear him like all right no wait and then that one turned or he stepped forward a little bit and i'm like all right i think i got i got a bike to i think i got and he's like all right go ahead and boom and that's the second one that hit it behind the shoulder but i was still holding for the wind because uh. i didn't see where the first one hit i just heard it and then i was still holding like eh, six eight inches for the wind so you were thinking it was going to hit further forward yeah on the section. Okay. i was thinking the wind was going to blow it further forward which ultimately i mean it killed it, it ran down the hill and tipped over yeah that, um it's like that shot was just like pff, you could see it perfectly in the yeah. photo i'm like all right that's, 
That, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad shot. No, no. It was, uh, yeah, it was cool, but what a freaking beautiful animal. So you get the whole uh, hide back? Fl- or yeah, just I had, gonna do, had like the... do it like a flat skin, so yeah. get it tanned and maybe put a backing on it. Are you going to get the, you're not going to get um, like the uh, neck forward with the, like, up around? You no, know, yeah, the... the whole head and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right, the good. whole entire animal flat sweet. skin. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll be sweet, man. It was uh, definitely a cool animal, like pretty stocky, like. About the, about the size of a big, of a really big bull caribou, but way thicker. Uh huh. So it looked like uh, all the zebra photos I look at. I mean, they look boy. Because when you look at a caribou, you're looking at a little bit of hide and fur and whatever. But a zebra, I mean, they're just, I don't know how thick yeah, their hide is, but it's all much. it's yeah, all there. It's muscle, like when you're yeah. looking at it, it's like that's the whole animal. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a lot of, or like, you know, like a sow, a spring sow bear that's exactly. got six inches of hair, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a pretty impressively bulky animal, like as, not as tall as a gems buck, but like. Stocky. Every bit as heavy, heavy, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took like, took three, three or four of us, took all four of us to load it up. Shit, a gems buck, I mean, yeah, they're taller, but body-wise, it's no, got to be about they're like the same. A, no, yeah, they're like a thinner um, thinner bodied, taller, almost like a mountain goat. You know, yeah. like mountain goats is, isn't that wide, like a moose or something, but sure. they're, but they're tall and like yeah. impressive, super cool animals, like sneaking up on them. When you see, see all those horns, I bet those like three, three and a half foot horns <laughs> sticking up over the brush. Um, yeah, that zebra was cool. And it was, I was glad like we, we got him, got him killed and uh or her it was a mare which they said that the stallions a lot of times their hides are a lot shittier because they get bit up they really bite, they bite each other hmm. and i'll show you jake did you see the video that my john that my son uh, no you didn't so jed <laughs> my son he's uh for some reason, when I was going over there, he didn't. He's like, Dad, you can't shoot a zebra. I'm like, why not? I mean, the kid's like bloodthirsty. He's already shooting his own grouse. And that he's some, you know, stupid Disney movies. Like, so he got it stuck in his head. <laughs> the zebras are nice, so you shouldn't shoot them. And, uh, and so I'm like, yeah, I got some explaining to do. I'm like, sorry, son, I'm going to shoot a zebra. <laughs> if I get the chance, given the chance. And uh, so I told Scott about this, and I was like, I told him, I was like, all right, well, hey, you, you, uh, it's like, I'll do a video on my phone. Said, you, you just tell my son, like, tell my son that zebras are mean. Cause he was like, all right, I, I told him, I was like, I'll ask him if they're mean, and if they're mean, you know, I'll shoot one. And he just, like, right on the spot, like, came up with the story. He's like, yeah. It was certainly ad lib for sure. That's cool. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, we, you know, we were hunting Gim's buck up here, and this the zebra started chasing us, and it picked up my dog by the neck, and your dad shot it and saved my dog's life. <laughs> it, was, it, it was, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was funny. He's got he's got a good sense of humor. So did uh, did you show it to Jed? Oh yeah, I sent. Well, like yeah, as soon as we got back, I sent it to Faith, and and uh, when they woke up in the morning, she's like, "Oh, he didn't know what to think of that." He's like, "Whoa." <laughs> But uh, I've since told him. Yeah. But, no, it was it was funny, and then he probably uh, had a hard time understanding Scott. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> I had yeah. to watch it twice. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh, this is funnier than hell." But I didn't like understand what he was. I, I understood, but I didn't like you know pick you know up what I mean? every little yep. bit. But you watch it again, and you're like, "All right, all right." 
Yeah. It's kind of like watching Peaky Blinders. You got to watch it with the subtitles on the first season. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, so yeah, that day got back. Um, and that afternoon, like, we were the truck that was killing everything. Oh, I bet. I mean, it was a bloodbath. That's the truck to be in. It was <laughs> good. It's a truck to be in. You know, and re- like, it's, it's so much fun. Right. Like, if you're, you're, kind of in tune like any of us you know go over there and it's all right you you spend your time you find stuff you stock it you shoot it you go find something else you stock it you shoot it yeah i think the cool thing about you know and i only saw the one or two videos of scott or whatever but you had a really cool ph oh he was awesome and so you know guys that are cool like that that are um that are going to be like your guide for the week or whatever and you show up (laughs) and uh you know i don't know if you you probably talked to him beforehand but you probably said like i'll listen to whatever you got to tell me well and no, i'm gonna fucking do what you tell me to do and i'm yeah you know, that's that's that well you know i met him at the airport and i like i like rode shotgun and talked to him i mean like the whole experience like why i'm not gonna go literally to the entire other side of the freaking planet yeah to go do this and not try to soak up as much as i can Fuck learn yeah. as much no, you as i did can it right. you yeah. know and i mean having done a little bit of guiding up here it's like like yeah. that's those are the guys i want to like not to say like not socialize with everybody else that's on the trip, but like those are the guys that I really want to learn from, of and, course, like, and talk to, yeah. and so yeah, no, he was super cool. I would assume, and I'm maybe this is not not correct or whatever, but the other guys that that were there, I mean, they 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 may have hunted all over the world, but they probably don't do a whole hell of a lot on their own. Yeah, you know I what think I mean? that's kind of the impression I got. Like you know. And they have a reputation like a lot of American guys like no like can shoot and know are good at hunting because we a lot of us do it on our own. Yes, you know like some of the like so after and and the the guys from Norma like both guys from Norma that I got to hunt with they did really good. Um, and then but like I you know throughout camp yeah there's like a lot of talk of. Oh, having problems with my rifle. The rifle's not shooting. I was like, I don't have any freaking problems with my rifle. My rifle's laying shit down like the plague. <laughs> I mean, like no issue. Yeah. You know, and it's not rocket science. You know, it's not the first time people shoot good on the range and then yeah. stuff happens when you're having to shoot in improvised positions. And it's just different, you know. Like yeah. there's, there's guys that are killers and guys, you know. There, there It was... You know, hunting overseas. Now that you've done it, the, you know those those people that are guiding you. You know, the majority of the people coming through their places to hunt or whatever are not. Uh, I guess they're just not. Um, they're not as well versed as you know some of the you know like us. If we you know go and do that kind of stuff, like we know how to hunt, we know how to kill, we know you know how to stalk, you know how to do everything properly. So you kind of feel like if you get, and I felt this way, like I got lumped in with the couple other people that <laughs> clearly didn't yeah. fucking know what they're doing and like you just act like you should appropriately and hunt appropriately and soon you you're you're off doing your own thing with somebody else because they know like okay you know he knows what he's doing yeah you know um and i i've had that happen before and i i, I don't like that feeling but you know when the majority of your clients don't really you know they, you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah and it was you know, I don't know. It's funny because those those the way they have those Land Cruisers set up with the seats in the back, uh-huh. you know, which are cool. Like me personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to sit up there. 
I'd rather sit up in the well, front seat of the vehicle, that's, probably. That's exactly what I did. It's like, I'm in my comfort zone sitting in the truck with, a, you know, with my rifle talking to the PH. It's like, sitting back, I could sit up there till the freaking sun goes down, getting yeah. bounced around back there. Like, I'm not learning anything. Like, no, you're just sitting the there whole time, I can, I can bug the shit out of my PH, yeah. like, ask him. No. about everything it sounds and, like you approached it right oh it was it was a freaking hoot like and one of the guys was like oh why don't you sit up there i was like uh i get sick <laughs> <laughs> sitting up there, but no that's yeah and then you know like you come over the hill and baboons run off and we're stopped and i got the rifle on the side view mirror slinging <laughs> lead out there before you know before the guy on tops even figured out what's going on but uh yeah that was fun so zebra what else what else did i kill Oh, so after the zebra, that afternoon they moved a guy from France. There was a lot of European like media people there. They moved a guy from France in uh, in the truck, and it was interesting. I bet there's a fair <laughs> bit of missing going on. <laughs> like you know, you pull your teeth out sometimes. Like, and even like when you're guiding, like you're you're hunting with someone. Like, you ever have that happen? Like with John, when you're like. <laughs> John, like, Whoa, I, John, you need to focus yeah. now, but like, yeah. I wish I could just do this for you, like, because it's so painful to watch. No, we're just uh, we're just checking to make no, sure you're awake. Uh, barely, actually. barely, but uh, you know what I mean. I mean, it was it was rough, and I I told him so. I filled out like all my list plus three baboons plus a coal. Did very well, Impala, and that you know, looking at the price system, like, man, a cow wildebeest, like. Get to shoot a wildebeest, super Who cheap. Who cares? They yeah. Have, you know, so I told her, I was like, yeah, if you get the chance, like, I'll, I mean, I'll go hunt baboons till the end, <laughs> bitter end, but it's like, you get a chance. We had been seeing some in a couple areas, so it's like, get a chance. I'd like to go do that, too, while I'm here. I'm like, I flew all the way across the entire planet <laughs> to get here. Well, it's flat, so it's not that far. Yeah, right? really, it's not that far. Yeah. You know, we were right next to the ice, the ice wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I uh, we t- missed quite a few animals. Then the last afternoon, he's like, "I'll sit." Or we did get him a gems buck that morning, which that heard there was nine of them, and one of them was one of those gold color phase gims bucks no beautiful beautiful really super cool he didn't shoot that one no we couldn't shoot those (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about a significant upping of the price range there but they're uh, beautiful though yeah those gold golden oryx or whatever they call them but just a a color phase of the gims buck but had got that one the let's see we snuck up on him it took us about 45 minutes or an hour like stock to get around and finally we're above them and a lot of this is like pushing stuff like they spook and stuff up here it's like you spook it up let's go back to camp we're yeah it's over yeah but there it's not it's not the case especially if you're rifle hunting you know yeah stuff tends to spook and run away and then stop and they're fine again until they get spooked yep and they're back to normal until so that was that was definitely a new thing but uh so get this opening and boom sucker drops but you hit him hit him too high and gets back up and separates and then it's like all right time to find the wounded one so we run up to the top of the hill and it's all bare and you could see eight of them 
like leaving together. It's just like, all right, he's back over here. So I got left up at the top and just to make sure he didn't squirt out somewhere. And, and, uh, anyway, they, I heard another shot. They stumbled upon him and got him. Comes back, Scott's like, oh, I probably should have given you a radio. It's like, didn't have, didn't have a gun or nothing up here. <laughs> but, uh, did you, uh, did you, do they have leopard on that property at all? Or anything? they have some, I guess, but not, not very many. I think a lot of the surrounding country, like, it's not game rich enough to really support because those leopards aren't so, like, no, fence, there's nothing to them. No, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just wondering. So, like, yeah, I think they have some, but not like a big, not yeah. like up in Namibia or sure. Or wherever. Like, I guess he said they've got a lot of cheetah. The hunt cheetahs up in Namibia. Like, yeah. I didn't know anyone was doing that. But you you just can't import them, so you don't hear about yeah. Americans hunting them. Sure. But they got what about uh, Cape Buffalo? Any, yeah, any? we saw three Cape Buffalo bulls nice. when we Did were... Did they have a lot on their property and you just didn't see them? Or? Um, they have quite a few, but they like... I guess in that pro- that area, they like to stay up in those steep gullies. Them and in too? The, in the brush, yeah. Wow. So cool. I think hunting them there would be a lot of fun because like yeah. it's tight quarters and steep yeah. thick brush and I know you sent pictures of giraffes. Do they have giraffes there? Yeah, too? they don't hunt any of them there, but they've got quite a few. We saw cool. saw saw them several days. Nice, um, like leopard, big old leopard tortoises. Those were cool. Did you see uh, any sable or anything? Yeah, we saw two sable, no, two or three. I can't remember. Like just beautiful bulls. You see any like roan buck or anything like that? Didn't or roan? Didn't see any roan. I don't know if they have any roan on there, but like bush buck, water buck, neala. Saw some nice neala. Those are saw, cool, man. Saw a couple big kudu, or what looked to be nice kudu. You know, while we were driving, but I already killed my zebra. Yeah. And it was uh, no one actually killed a kudu because it was a full moon and we're getting really hot during the day, so they're going to brush early. Did they ever tell you at any point like how many they estimate of each species on their? Oh, I think he said they have a these uh, like two to three hundred zebra, like twenty. They figure like guess like twenty foot because I think they do some helicopter Must, surveying. Yeah, maybe. of course. But otherwise, how twenty five hundred ostrich? Oh, there's ostriches everywhere. Nice. And they're ear. Do they ear- hang out in groups or are they? Yeah, they hang out in pair. Two, you'd see them in singles, two, three, four, yeah. five sometimes. But they're spooky, like super spooky. <laughs> like if they see you inside 500 yards, they're running. Gone. Yeah, eagle eyes. And I, mean, I guess they. Birds. Yeah, and I guess they. Uh, they end up. They end up screwing up a lot of, a lot of stocks, but. Uh, Oh, like if you ran into one on on, the, on a stock yeah. and they go blow everything out. We had that happen with a warthog. They make noise. I didn't hear any of them, but I'm sure they make some kind of yeah. noise. But yeah, I saw a couple cobra. One cobra right by my cabin there, and then we saw another <laughs> tracker. Saw another. Saw one like great crows chasing it, and it went into this little short brush at the base of this tiny little did tree. You, did you see any snakes while you were out hunting? Yeah. That co that one cobra and we one, tried saw one you saw only saw one well we killed a puff adder too while you're out hunting yeah oh yeah I saw a picture of that yeah the thing was French guy like well <laughs> and granted we <laughs> ran it shot it and smashed its head with a rock but then the French guy was gonna step on its head with a tennis shoe I'm like I would not do that dude like all it's got to take is that fang punch through your little tennis shoe and you're losing your foot yeah for sure or dying you know but uh. Yeah, it was it was so. Was cool. there any water like big like any rivers that ran through there, or where there would be no, like a hippo or anything? No, like that? no, not not anything like that there. Um, 
it was interesting because it was all like old cattle yeah. cattle country like it's all that planes game hold yeah just planes game and uh and you know like a lot of a lot of water areas i think they'd done it for the cattle in the past and pushed up like little dams on the hillsides yep. and stuff yep. like that um, sounds like fun dude. oh it was it was incredible like i i uh i mean it sounds kind of donnie vincenty but it was kind of like like way more like powerful like fun experience than i thought it would than well I thought anytime it would be. you go somewhere new and you can have a really good time and shoot a bunch of stuff i mean it's gonna be fun oh so, yeah that's that's a winning combination yeah i mean if you went over there and you wouldn't have shot anything you'd have came back like oh it was terrible and uh, or or whatever you'd have thought but it you know but to go over there and have a great time shit man. oh yeah well and the, finally the last afternoon it was just me and scott and we went and didn't take us very long like we went back and found a wildebeest and and killed it and uh <laughs> it was cool like that was a cool stock because we ended up i mean everything was perfect wind was perfect we'd spotted them on this ridge line that they had burned a while back and like feeding on fresh stuff but they're on the crest of this ridge line as it like goes over and wraps up into a valley and uh <clears throat> the wind was blowing to us basically so we just let them feed over got down below came up circled around top like peeked over in that that old cow was like 80 yards away. Like had nice. no idea and just plugged her through both That's lungs awesome. and tipped over. And then the rest of them ran like 200 yards and stopped. And he's like, Oh, there's a couple of ni- a bull on the left. Pretty nice. He's like, you want to shoot him too? I'm like, <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> but I can't afford it. Um, but yeah, I would no. assume the cow was a couple hundred bucks or something. Yeah. It was cheap, really cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I'll shoot another cow. Point him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll shoot them all. <laughs> Well, a guy could get himself in some serious financial trouble in a hurry over That's what there. I said. When it's time to go, for me, that's when I'm going to go to Africa. Well, see, and I'll just take out as many credit cards as I can, go over there, kill them all, run it all up, and then, you know, I don't know, off myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let somebody else deal with it. Well, it I'm just joking. I'm it, not going to do that. It was... Uh... Fingers crossed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was it was super cool. I mean, like... And thinking about it, like, no, yeah, I was there for five days, really hunting, like, my hunting time, day and a half, yeah, two days, 11 animals, like, yeah. that's pretty cool, you man. could have, like, I, sure. you know, and ultimately, like, it would, the, the funnest thing I could imagine would be and, like, have a bunch of us, like, buddies that are, be good, man, it'd be like, a lot go, of fun. go over there all at the same time, in the same yeah. camp, and they would have to bring a flatbed around behind us <laughs> to pick up all the freaking animals we're laying down yeah we could do that but i mean and even just like on that place there's so much to do like do they take bow hunters at all or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they have some like waterhole blinds set up that would really i mean i'd i'd do it for a day or so but yeah you're robbing your like. I think you're, ro- you're, 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 you're robbing yourself from the experience by yeah. sitting on a water hole. And I'm, I, me personally, I could not go to Africa until I'm like 95 instead of water hole, something like that. But um, I'd rather go and either spot and stock and yeah. strike out or spot and stock, shoot a couple or, of the rifle. Yeah, or even with even with the rifle, you're getting to see like. I mean, I love bow hunting and I love rifle hunting and uh, John's breaking stuff, um, but you do you get to see so much more right yeah. around. It's of like, course. I mean, it's just it's just pure fun. Like yeah, water if you, holder dropping you off, and that you're looking at that yeah. all day, or, or however many hours you sit there. Yeah, yeah. and I, uh, I mean, I can understand the perspective, like because now I don't know if 
it's like changed my perspective in a way because before it's like I don't could really give a rip, you know, like what's it's like you're like yeah, it would be fun, but what's like yeah. why would I ever be motivated to go to go do that? And then that leads to like the next thing where people are like, I mean, you know what you know, and it's like oh, you know then people start giving you shit for shooting a zebra and stuff like that. Oh, which I, that. I, I don't care. No, it doesn't bother <laughs> doesn't bother me a bit, but, uh, it's like you get living in this little world. Yeah. And like, now I'm like, man, I can't wait to go back and like, it'd be fun to like call jackals or hunt bush pigs at night with a bow. There's probably a bunch of fun. No, not probably. Or there are a bunch of things that are, would be really fun. To shoot the little, like yeah. shoot the little antelope, yeah. like all those little dikers and, <laughs> yeah stuff like that that would be a hoot but yeah i mean i would just i understand that it, like it's tough to make the stuff a priority but i'd highly recommend doing it yeah like i don't if a guy like if a person went over there and had the same experience i did and didn't enjoy it like you're an asshole that doesn't like to have fun is what it boils right. down to did everybody else that was in the group did they all have a great time too i mean any of them upset or were they i mean like there was some some airs of discontent i think that were brought upon by themselves not being able to freaking <laughs> shoot yeah well you know but that's kind of what i meant like it was it wasn't yeah, no uh, it wasn't it wasn't, wasn't the outfitters problem it was no. you know I, I think a lot of um unsuccessful hunting trips you know the majority of the time if you go on a guided hunt and I, I haven't done many but it probably falls more on the client than it does most of the time yeah. well it's an the, it's an eye opener because like you see you know you like you see some some hunts we do up here stuff like that and obviously you know like uh, um some horns hunts more than others like that is a little bit more of a like you're going to see a lot of animals and have a lot of chances type of thing and sometimes it's like there's just nothing you could do yeah but you know seeing the other side of the coin where it's like yeah there's plenty of opportunity like and you just see the the flailing that goes on yeah it, i mean you I, know I, it's I, it's like it makes you wonder cuz it's like uh yeah it's like it's one, it's one thing to shoot great, you know, um, you know, on the range or whatever. It's another thing when there's an animal in front of you. You yeah. got to make it happen right now. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's and that's the thing. Like it's what I was told, and I think I would tell other people too. Is like you know, improvise like for that particular thing. Improvise shooting. You know, you got to kind of you got to stay with your pH. Be ready to throw your rifle on the sticks and and get ready for a shot as soon, you know, yeah. at the drop of a hat because stuff, stuff happens quick and you don't have forever to make up your mind or, you know, you being good at like sorting out which animals, which communicating yep, yep, stuff like yep. that. If you can like, if you can shoot pretty well under stress, like shoot off sticks and communicate. Not only that, you better be able to listen. Yeah. Like you, you're, you shouldn't, walk into a hunt like that and think like you know everything like oh, you need no. to, be able to soak it in and understand and listen to whoever's telling you what to do and you're probably gonna have a blast it sounds like that's what you did like, oh yeah hey <laughs> tell me what to do I'm, I'm here to learn whatever and i can shoot so tell me what to yeah. shoot, and I'll yeah. shoot tell it. me what to shoot and i'll shoot <laughs> you know that's that's about the, the yeah. extent of my usefulness like no. on something like that but there's but nothing was, wrong with that no it was there's nothing wrong with that at all it was it was really cool and 
Now I'm going to have to go back. Like everybody well, if you want to go back, just come to the Alaska Bowhunter Association banquet this year and buy a hunt for real cheap because nobody ever bids on them. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, we offered several several on the live auction. They all go for less than a thousand bucks. Oh, geez, like pretty. Yeah, I mean, you know, f- f- anywhere between five and eight animals and whole whole shit. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a super good deal. I mean, you can, and obviously once you're there, you can add on whatever you want, but I had a couple of friends that have bought them in the past and they went over and had a blast. I mean, oh, absolute yeah. blast. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just like the, 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 um, what's the right word? Not boundary, like the barrier to get, it's just getting there is a pain in the ass. Yep. It's a lot of travel. Uh, flying around the world is not fun, <laughs> but, not, uh, <laughs> it's, well, it can be, but it's not typically fun. Just a lot of you know, hurry up and wait. Yep. But anyway, so yeah, that was that was Africa, and I got to go back now. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it was it was so much fun. Yeah. Well, luckily we got ice fishing coming up. Trap. Do have some ice up. fishing? I need to. Yeah, my uncle just sent me four brand new, like not Augers? brand new. No. no. <laughs> yeah. No, he sent me uh, four, not brand new, but heavily used uh, uh, beaver dam tip-ups. So, oh, nice. Yeah, those are nice tip-ups, and I can't wait to get them on the ice. Ice fishing is really the reason why that most of us continue to live in Alaska. Yeah, it's not the hunting, it's no, the ice fishing. No, not at all. Or it's trapping. Ice fishing, yeah. you know? Either you're ice fishing or you're trapping. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just live for it. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Your favorite thing or what you do while you're ice fishing? Yeah, no, I was, I was maybe being slightly facetious there. No, but it's that time of like right now is that time of year that kind of sucks because winter's not quite here, but it looks like winter. But the water's not frozen. You can't really use a sled yet. You really yeah. can't be you can't be trapping yet for another couple. Oh, what a week! Normally you can. I mean, I'm sure up in the hills, like some guys, Martin lines got snow. But if you got to cross rivers and stuff, you're SOL when does right Martin now. open for trapping? November first. Everything opens November. Oh, I 1st. thought it was the fifteenth. I'm sorry. Nah. Yeah. All right. I thought it was in our week. Cool. Yeah, well, time to head south and. I guess I guess I guess NAFA went tits up. Really? Yeah, I had I just heard like a couple rumblings on it and called and like yeah, NAFA North American Fur Options pretty much toast done. Why? The I was told the explanation would take hours, but basically, like money issues, checks bouncing. So now what? Issues with their banks. I don't know. Like it's. What are people going to do? Send to fur harvesters, I guess. I don't know. Okay. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's like the demand for fur is not going to go away, but it's been a few, like on the, the overall market's been rough for a few years and yeah, just they're done. I don't know. I'm not, I probably shouldn't say too much cause I don't know, but, uh, huh. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. I mean, NAF has been around a long time. Yeah. I'd like to find out a little bit more about that and talk about it that's that's it's kind of a big deal it's kind of a big deal yeah you wonder you know what's that's the start of what you know what i mean yeah it's like you know is someone just get is there something gonna pop up and take their place place or what because i mean that's a pretty big like i don't know how long they've been around since for a long freaking time We're all speechless. No, We're that's speechless. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nuts. I'm just looking at John's toenail that he clipped off and threw on my floor. Jesus, what do you got? <laughs> what do you? I didn't clip <laughs> off a toenail on your damn floor. 
John's hammer toe. That's not even a toenail. It's your but, toenail. No, it's a, anyway. Just went and grabbed it. We're freaking. We're getting <laughs> way off the rails here, so we better just end this. I got to go home. But uh, anyway, guys, been good catching up and uh, same. Someone yeah, else absolutely. listen listen to me talk about Africa. I know it's getting old, but um, no, it's it was no, yeah. this first really. I, I mean, we didn't really talk about it the last no. couple of times we've seen each other. So no. it's good to hear. Yeah, just aside from sending pictures. I'm glad to hear that too, because because I feel like everybody has those same same general reservations about it, or not everybody, obviously, but I know I do. Oh yeah, well it's it's like why would I do put the effort in to go? Uh, but yeah, it was. John's been to Africa. I have. I've been to Africa. Like yep. Africa's a cool place. Yeah. I just never uh, I never really gave much thought to going there to hunt, just because very different from what i'm used to i'm used to working yeah. really hard and hunting and having fun yeah. and this or that but well you that's can... the thing as long as like and it's okay like to like this kind of hunting we do and a lot, a lot of the hunting not all the hunting we do is hard but it's like you it, know, takes, it people, takes some work a lot of people tend to get yeah this like mindset that Oh, if it's not as hard as the hunting i do i don't want nothing to do with it i'm too good for that shit i'll agree with that you know what i mean yeah it's like it, it's just another way of doing things. It's you can't really pass judgment on the way people do things somewhere. Whether it's me like talking about how people in Ohio whitetail hunt, right? I've never done it. I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> who can, yeah. you know, I'm, it's hard in its own ways. Like, yeah. does it, everything have to be like get your ass blown out of the tent, freaking <laughs> damn near die because your bullshit no. rain gear failed you? <laughs> And then go back no. for another week and watch these stupid rams walk around before yeah. you can finally kill, you know. Yep. You know, not everything has to be that hard. Like, it's okay to have, like, everything's a different level. Like, some moose hunts are a pain in the ass. Sometimes you shoot them in the backyard. Yep, good point. You know, well, and some guy was saying some shit about, you know, oh, how much how much of a challenge was that zebra? I was like, well, I mean, it wasn't easy. But it's like I've had a lot of moose that were a lot easier than that, and you know the last caribou I killed, I didn't walk fifty yards all day, and most of that was walking back and forth from the caribou <laughs> to the four wheeler to get my knives and shit. Yeah, you know, and but no one questions that. No, you no, know, no. You're, all you got to do is put your picture up with your it's, caribou, it's, it's and oh man, point. that's impressive. Well, even the, even though you may have sh- not even set foot on the ground you may have shot the damn thing off yeah. your four-wheeler no it's a valid point absolutely and i think a lot of people and it doesn't have... mean that that's not fun yeah. either you no, know no. as it, long as you're you're doing things right. legally and whatnot i mean yeah i, I don't think, think it i don't think it hurts anybody to go ex- experience different stuff and yeah you know it's expensive and it's like a little there's some barrier to go over there and do stuff but it's cheaper than a lot of non-resident north american hunts it sure is well maybe not but what I will say is that you summed it up nicely with, you know, the most apprehensions that Americans have or people have of going to Africa is that it's it's going to be it's going to be easy and we're kind of accustomed to working hard for a hunt or whatever yeah. and you go over there and yeah, it might be behind behind a fence or whatever and even though the fence is 95 square miles basically or whatever it is like it's still that oh there's a fence uh but there are free range places on Africa too so you know go go do that or whatever yeah well and a lot of times i imagine you know it it just varies like sometimes the free range spots are going to be every bit as easy or easier than the good point 
Yep. It's just everything's different. Like, I, don't, I would say, like, don't deny yourself. Like, think you're too good to go try yeah. something out, like bear baiting. Yep. Like, how many times <laughs> have we ragged on that? Like, people, people give that a hard time. No one that's ever, like, gone and done it themselves. When it comes to hunting overseas, I mean, really, uh, if you're an American and you're hunting in the lower 48 or in Alaska or North America or whatever it is, you're accustomed to whatever, you know, what, what we're used to, which is, you know, doing you doing your own research typically and figuring out a spot and going to hunt. But um, hunting in Europe, and I haven't hunted in Africa, but, you know, Europe, Spain, whatever, uh, it's just different, but it's it is fun yeah it, it, it it's just it's just way different that's yeah. all there is to it i don't, I don't know. know and like the like the whether you want to call it the like it's not really like the hipster hunting but like the hunting culture in the u.s so time so much it's like just let yourself have fun it's okay yeah. to, it's okay yeah. to go just have fun you don't yeah. have to beat You're the right. shit out of yourself all the time yeah like if you know even at this place if you got it stuck in your head that all you want to do is walk, they're more well, fuck, than happy yeah. to accommodate you. Yeah, and you can still get the gram. Yeah, you can still get the Instagram, <laughs> or you can still post to the gram over there, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, open your mind. I I had a great time hunting overseas, but I had to. I definitely had to like take a step back and well, you just let kinda, do it. You know, I don't know. At least the way I I think I approached it and tried to use it. Like this is all new to me, so I want to learn. I'm gonna. Just let me know what you need me to do. Yes, to help yeah. make your job easier yeah. and and that. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, better wrap this up. But uh, no, time thanks, to get guys. The fuck out of here. Time to yeah, make like I'm a partying. tree and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Um, anyway, all right, listeners, thanks for listening. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, appreciate it if you leave a good review, ideally on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. And John has a go.